Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hi, my name is Paul Caroli, and I host a podcast called Changing Denver. It's a monthly show about our city's physical spaces, how we make them, and how they make us. But it's so much more than that. It's the conversations, ideas, and stories that define Denver's perpetual state of flux. Find more from our team at changingdenver.com and join the conversation on Twitter at Changing Denver. Denver's changing. We can help. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy. At Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. I'm Andre Gower. And I'm Ryan Lambert. And you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2019 and beyond. And it is a special week here on Real Nerds Podcast. Yay. All the nerds are in the house. Yay. It's almost and, like there's a movie we all wanted to see this week. I was just going to say, Shane Black brings him out, man. He does. We have... Oh, James. James, how long has it been? Uh, like five weeks. Yeah. Well, I was okay. in Houston. I was in Arkansas. I was in Fair Play. I was sick. I think your last episode was your 300th, by the way. We totally didn't acknowledge it. No, I think I didn't show up that week. <laughs> yeah, he didn't show up that week. <laughs> yeah, so this is, so this I think was, it's this one. Yeah, this is the 300. No, no. <laughs> no, it was the last one you were on. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, you made it to there. 300 Club. There we go. This is 301 oh, for you. I hate, oh, no. The 700 Club. That's the show I hated. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a 10-year-old, I was like, this is bad Christianity. You guys don't know what you're talking about. I always remembered it was on just before cartoons. <laughs> Holy shit, you've been on for five shit. weeks. I misread it and thought it was the 007 club. You'd like, you'd like wake up, you'd like wake up, go down, turn on the TV and be like, God damn it, why aren't the cartoons on yet? <laughs> you've been gone for five weeks. Your last episode was Shut Up Meg. Yeah, I know. That was your 300th. Yeah. Shark movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we also uh, have that's, Zach. That's appropriate. Oh, hi, I'm here. Zach, your hat looks worse for wear. I know. I need to get a new one. It's a Batman hat for those. It is know. Batman. If you, if you peel the Batman off there and then you buy a nice hat, new hat, I can have that Batman sewed onto the hat. Ooh, I might just do that then. Yeah. But I are you going to be able to sew in the registered trademark? I mean, you'd have to be I, nice I, to my mom. I mean, like, I don't uh, care. <laughs> I, I don't sew, but my mom will do it. <laughs> if someone asks, I'll just be like, it's a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Brad, what episode number is this for you? Um, I am two weeks away from my 300th. Nice. Which nice. is going to be Venom. Mm. <laughs> Wait, that movie's I'm only two weeks I'm away? I'm going to skip a week, so my 300th is going to be First Man. <laughs> All right. Oh, jeez. Oh, that movie's only three weeks away. Yep. It's going to start getting good. I'm going to have to start coming to this goddamn podcast. <laughs> but the good news is that Zach's streak ended. So it did. Yes. Yeah. Thanks to Henry. Thanks to Henry. So it's anyone's game for the next <laughs> longest streak. 
Well, as long as we do it on days I don't work, I'll always be here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I have this job that sometimes I get stuck at, and it's... Um, oh, you're a baker. That's right. Yes. I yeah. And I, I, someone's got someone's got to make the donuts. Um, <laughs> someone's got to fry that dough, man. Yeah. This might as well be I already me. made the donuts. <laughs> nope. Any... Uh, was that Dunkin' Donuts, old school ad? Yeah. Something like that. It's 80s kids over here. Yep. <laughs> totally 80s style. <laughs> I'm a 90s kid. I was in the 80s. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was coming up on your birthday. Is your birthday Venom Week? Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you get a better Hey, you know what? Maybe it'll be awesome. You get a better birthday present think, yeah, a week later. It, yeah, I think it is. I didn't realize yeah. the director also did Zombieland. Yeah. But also Gangster yeah. Squad. <laughs> yeah. He's had a rough time of it. 30 minutes or less. He's, uh, yeah. he's an up and down career. Mm. Yeah. There's some good stuff in there. Yeah. He's interesting to say the yeah. least. Ruben Fleischer. So we'll we'll, we'll see if it's then it might good. be fine. I yeah. hear there's going to be an unrated cut. Like that matters, but it, I know it doesn't. That's <laughs> yeah. every time they are like it needs to be rated R. I don't think Venom's why? rated R in the comics. Right. Like it's for kids. Like do, why why are we watching him like what eat people and? Uh, I'm really close to the trading in my Lethal Protector number one because I'm watching it. It keeps on going up in value. Yeah, and I'm going to walk into Andrew and be like, I don't want this. Give me an old Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something good. Give me Spider Man number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. If that ever happened, where Venom Lethal Protector number one is worth as much as Amazing Spider Man number one, <laughs> you'll find me hanging by my neck <laughs> because that means everything's gone to shit. Yeah, like some uh. some books that. Keep on creeping up in value, like Saga. I mean, it's a great book. Mm -hmm. um, Deadly Class keeps on going up. Um, things uh, like that. I, I, I don't care. But yeah. like Lethal Protector, hmm, not that great. Also, I guess I have one that. Um, so I guess there's more than one uh, symbiote in this um, in <laughs> film? this film. Oh yeah. And I guess the first appearance of one of them is I think Lethal Protector five or something. I have it, and it's worth more than the first appearance. Oh wow! Or the first issue of the miniseries. I'm just gonna trade them all in because I don't give a shit. Sounded like a yeah. Because now, now is probably the time because it will probably oh, yeah. never be worth as much. Unless, exactly. Unless Marvel makes a Marvel movie with Venom in it. Yeah. And and gray venom well it's weird i have these Grenum. issues that are really Grenum. <laughs> Grenum, um that keep on skyrocketing so captain marvel's first appearance carol danvers mm -hmm. first appearance as captain marvel is an avenging spider-man number nine oh. and it's like a 700 dollars comic right now oh shit because it's avenging spider-man number nine so no one cares about it right and so it's under ordered and then they're like oh shit this is actually a big deal now everybody wants it so mm. it's like one of my most valuable comics. Yeah. And I like didn't even know it. Yeah. And the question is, will it be more or less valuable in like April? Exactly. So the thing like, is, I'm like, I'm always, I, I don't know. That one might stay because. Yeah. So Carol Danvers and Miss Marvel. Well, it could blow up though. If, yeah. If it, if it Wonder Woman's and everybody goes and sees it and they're like, holy shit, Carol Danvers is dope as shit. If like, it Wonder Woman's. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like that term. But see, I'm always in this conundrum. So I always, some of like the Spider-Mans are, I, I'll just never be able to afford them yeah. ever because right. I'm not going to drop a thousand dollars for comic. I'm just not going to do it <laughs> right. unless I win the lottery. But if you don't but care the same about time, that issue as exactly, a Spider-Man I mean, issue. But it breaks up my run of Avenging Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, but it's Avenging Spider-Man. Exactly. So that's like, where if like, you could sell it and then go buy a really good amazing. Exactly. That you don't have like the first appearance. Of gonna... If I could trade that for the first appearance of Mysterio. Yes. I would do it in a heartbeat. Right. Exactly. exactly. So that's where I'm at right now with that. Mm. That's where I'm at. Um. Mm. Yep. Mm. Fascinating. Fascinating. That's that's what we do Excellent. when we're nerds. Uh, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. This week we saw The Predator.
Yeah. Stay tuned to the end of the show where we'll review the movie, <laughs> play the trailer, and say if uh, and spoil. There's actually spoilers in this one. So, oh hell yeah, oh, yeah. Um, we will we will definitely spoil this one. So stay tuned. Let's talk about movies we've been watching, movie news, and movies that are coming out on Blu-ray. And um, and we were talking about the Spider-Man video game, which is amazing. Oh my god, it's so much fun. Um, so do you switch out of his? I switch him back to the amazing like costume. Uh, I'm usually in the amazing costume. Um, I've been in the homecoming costume a mm-hmm. little bit lately. And there was one mission where I was doing some stealth stuff, so I put him in the noir costume. I buy the other ones because I want the suit. Powers. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Um, Kellen really likes a Scarlet Spider costume. Uh, of course, because he's a kid, and that's yeah. that's when you like Scarlet Spider's costume. I mean, he has like, a hoodie. You know, yeah, yeah. He's like dope. I've never even put on that one. Um, <laughs> I just got one of the. There's a like a. A black one at some point. It's, yeah. not, it's not the black suit yet, but like I yeah. got a, a cooler one. What's I'm, cool though is you can unlock the powers and put them on any suit. Right, exactly. So you don't have to wear that suit, which yeah. is oh, cool. Yeah. Can no, you get dope. the suit from the Tobey Maguire films? Or are they just I don't think that? so. Yeah, I don't. You be I mean, I think it's pretty Wait, close it's so to amazing. It's so close to the amazing one yeah, that it's yeah. like, um, and we don't know. I don't know yet. I mean, there's 30 mm. suits, something like yeah. that. Like there's a bunch. And there's actually more than what you see at the beginning. So there may be 35 or 40. Yeah. Because as you unlock certain like, you know, side projects and stuff like that that you can do, all of a sudden there's some new ones that pop up at the bottom. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got it. could be in there. Like, I'm, I'm the, amazing, the amazing Spider-Man suit is in there somewhere. Yeah, and I'm trying really hard to uh, n- not look at any, like, cheats or anything because I'm trying to discover the game on my own. So I haven't really read reviews for it. I yeah. mean, obviously I know that everyone gives me good reviews, but yeah, um, I'm trying yeah. to just play the game i do that with like resident evils and things like that i'm surprised how much i'm enjoying doing the side stuff oh, yeah, even, the, even the dumb shit and i think partially it's because just swinging between the buildings is so satisfying yeah that like literally i'll just sit there like for an hour and a half and just run around and get backpacks but i and and, i love just run, doing parkour and just saying parkour constantly yeah, right because if you just hold down a button parkour. and make him run he'll automatically like jump from places yeah it's pretty awesome. Like, have you ran up a bunch of fire escapes? Oh yes, fire escapes like, are great. And he's like flying yes. in. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. Every now and then he'll just do like you'll hit a button or you'll you'll jump through something and he'll do it in the coolest way that you weren't expecting. Like there's just these funny little animations that are hidden yep. for things like that. Like he'll he'll sw- swing through the fire escape yeah. as well, um, which is really neat. Yep. So the, there's yeah. uh, I can't. <laughs> One of one of my friends on Facebook said his girlfriend um, was having trouble with it because of the shitty camera. I'm like, oh, she's just shitty at web swinging. Yeah, but I didn't want to say that. You literally just there. hold down R two yeah. and point a direction. Yep, it's not like. hard. It's like <laughs> the easiest thing, and it's really yeah. satisfying too when you're fighting a bunch of bad guys. Yeah, and you can like web them up and then jump off walls and combo off walls, and oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, I think I'm finally getting pretty good at the fighting. Like yeah, it took a little were, bit for yeah, me yeah, too, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. the big dudes. It took me a while yes. for the big guys because they come up and cold cock you from behind. Well, and because it's, I'm finally getting to a place where I use some of the other things. Mm-hmm. Early on, I was just punching everyone. Yeah, so it was just like punch, punch, dodge, punch, dodge. Punch, <laughs> you know, so I'd get to points where I was just constantly dodging until I could punch a dude, and then dodge a bunch, and then punch a dude. You know? Yeah, and I was saying for a long time, if they just took the basic concept of the Arkham games mm-hmm. and applied it to Spider-Man, it'd work. That's what they did. And that's what they did, because uh, Arkham has the same like fighting style, mm-hmm. but you just incorporate Spider-Man's agility to it, and it's amazing. And even some of the things where it's like, oh, this is their Riddler trophy equivalent. Yeah. Or this is that, you know. Um, that's okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. You make it, you make it Spider-Man. Like, uh, the humor's great. I love Spider-Cop. Yeah, Spider-Cop is good. <laughs> There's, so Spider-Man is uh, working with the captain of the police force. And he keeps inner monologuing himself. Spider Cop is on the trail. 
he's a grizzled vet. You've yeah. seen a lot. <laughs> it's pretty great. I was, uh, we were going to bed the other night and I was like, I turned to Brooks. I was like, so today I, I, I failed to pay my rent and I got evicted and, and my landlord threw all my stuff out and I had to chase down the, the dump, the, 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 the trash, uh, truck driver so that I could get my stuff back. Cause all my spider research was in there. And she's like, <laughs> God damn it. You're talking about the game, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But there's also those fun ones when. So they oh, they change it up every once in a while, like the armed robberies where you go in there and then the dudes start taking off. Yeah. And you got to chase them and web them down. Yeah. The That's car fun. stuff was hard for a while. I, yeah. I once you get out, fast, it's yeah, not yeah, too bad. It was, yeah. Once I figured out how that worked, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. It's really just quick timey stuff. So I yep. got to get a PS4 now. Yep, cool people Man. do. It's great. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've never aspired to be cool. I just want to play this game. <laughs> well, that's good because you're not. Stat- I don't care about the status symbol. And also, I know. <laughs> We're really enthralling Brad. He's looking at his emails. Yeah. I heard oh, there's a stand. And my mom. I can, I can hear my mom fast forwarding right now. <laughs> but me and James are having fun. Go Spidey. Yeah, it's so good. That's the name of the next game. Go Spidey. So, go. Seriously, we need to move on because I got to go home. For what? To play Spider Man. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's right. No, I've spent time <laughs> with my wife today. She wanted to come down here so bad, and she's like Aww. not feeling well. I said, "Why don't you just stay home? I'll take Kellen, and you can not do anything." And you know, my wife, she has to be doing something. Mm-hmm. So, even yesterday, I I had Kellen all day, and I was already planning on going to Target because I need to get like a hardwood floor cleaner. And I and she, so I was getting Kellen, and she's like, "I don't feel good." When Laura and, gets sick, she talks like that. Yeah, it's weird. And so she's I got Trey Parkeritis. She does. <laughs> so I told her, I said, well, I, and she said, I have just so much to do. I said, well, what do you have to do in the four hours before you get to work? That's so important. Well, I mean, I got to do laundry and I got to make the beds. I said, do you got to do that stuff, or do you want to do that stuff? And she didn't have an answer for me. She basically rolled her eyes, which is her version of "fuck you." And uh, I said, okay. See you later. <laughs> just say to her next time, chores are an illusion yeah. created by society. I came home, I, I, like, I, I, obviously I did that stuff, and she's like, oh, thank you. I thought I was going to have to come home and do it. I'm like, why? Just go to bed. Yeah. But my wife is really uh, silly like that. Always has to be doing something. Never can set, sit down and just, even when she reads, she has to go somewhere to read. Like, she'll go to... Like a brewery or... So people can watch her read? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's goofy. Like, why don't you just stay home and do I stopped nothing? reading. I just I just have audio books now. Yeah? I walk yeah. the dog, read a book. You're not really reading it then, are you? No. But I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyways, yeah. uh, this is what's happening around town with Brad. Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. Brad's up to do a motorcycle. It rumbles your town. It rumbles all the way down to Avenue. I have a motorcycle now because last week my Vesca, my, my Vesca crashed and burned. Yep. Vesca. Vesca, yeah. <laughs> crashed and burned. But you know what? You survived. Yep. I mean... I mean, when Is you crash really living, and there's gas all over your face, <laughs> you went, Rachel! <laughs> you made it. You made it. And you know what? Your surgery looks great. You still look like Brad. Um, but deep down inside, deep the down, scars are still there. <laughs> the scars may be healed on the in- outside, outside, but in the inside. Yeah. This still week at the drive-in. There's <laughs> <laughs> still Crazy Rich Asians, um, The Meg, and The Nun. Cool. Not in that order. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Crazy Rich Asians, The Nun, and The Meg. 
Um, Weird. So you think eight, the nun would be at the end? Yeah, I yeah. would too. Well, <laughs> I saw it's not that scary. <laughs> well, no, it's not scary. Yeah, it's not about the scary. It's, it's a, about. It's the, I can see people wanting to come see Crazy Rich Asians and the Meg, and then families not wanting to I stay think the, for the Meg. The Meg is like four weeks out. Yeah, so no, I, I, maybe that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, eight dollars. Three bad. movies under the stars. Hard it's great. Yeah. Check it out. And then uh, the Esquire Midnight this week is Akira. Hmm. Um, I've never seen that. Really? You're yeah. fine. <laughs> I think I think I've mentioned this before, but I mean, that that, that Blu-ray is always like nine bucks at Best Buy, so mm-hmm. you can pick it up and watch it. Or you could go to the Esquire and see it. Yeah, you can. That's go, true. Yeah. yeah, experience how it's meant to be for nine fifty. So for. For this, for fifty cents, less. two quarters yes. more. No, forty nine cents less. I'm sorry, because I'm not counting tax on this. And guy. midnight with a bunch of anime fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'm just gonna get the, the Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Every fandom, oh, fandoms are fine, but I think they're doing it in Japanese with English subtitles. So <laughs> if you got the Blu-ray, you could watch it in English with Japanese subtitles. Okay. Mm. I actually told someone to shut up on my movie this week. Yeah, oh. at the Alamo. Yeah. No, as cheating <laughs> well i it sucks because oh, no, i was I, I was supposed to i was gonna see it with you guys and then laura's like well i picked up a shift and then my mom texted me said oh, i'm going out of town so i had no one to watch my camera could i you should just brought him to the predator, should I bring him to the predator? <laughs> no and uh so i had to see it at 10 in the morning at amc and i sit down and it's 10 in the morning no one's seeing the predator at 10 in the morning except for me and like three people right and so i'm in like row e did zach alfanakis oh. come sit right next to you <laughs> that'd be fine as, as in row e all by myself, and then some dude sits like three seats away from me in row E, and the movie starts, and he starts getting on his phone, and it rings, and he says hello, and I go, shut up! And, <laughs> and then he got up and left, and never came back, so I win. Good. His mom died. Oh, yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> Someone's holding my wife and baby hostage. <laughs> by, the culprit told me not to tell anybody. There's a predator holding his wife and he's, baby He's hostage. writing out a suicide note. I went to the theater and my mom died and some guy told me to <laughs> shut up. So now I'm going to hang myself so no one can ever hear me again. Because I knew Urgh. he was right. Urgh. Officer Frost, we've got a suicide uh, for you to come and take a look at here. Seriously, <laughs> just turn your phone off. Your mom will still be dead after the movie. Like, yeah. Come on. Oh, Ryan yeah. shows up to the suicide. So he's like, he did. He, <laughs> he did, did shut up. He did shut up. <laughs> I guess he shut up. Frost, oh, you know something terrible. about this? Forever. No, chief, not at all. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. For people listening home, I put on my sunglasses. <laughs> I guess he did shut up. Visual gags. Damn! Forever. <laughs> I was a little too early on that, but yeah. like David Caruso. Man. I, CSI Miami? I oh, wouldn't yeah. even know what that show is anymore. I think it's still yeah. on. If you, no. If you encourage him to kill himself, does that make you an accomplice? Uh, you can be charged with manslaughter. Mm. Yeah. Some uh, girl just had that happen to her. Yeah, because of the texting. Yeah. Thing, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, she shouldn't have done that. You have to prove that right. your intent was for them to kill themselves. Right. And that's what's going on around town. And that's going on around town. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm. special. Suicides Ver- and triple features. Verbally assisted suicide. I should also specify that this is for the week of September. I know. I mean, eventually we'll get caught up. Something. Mm. What week is this? Because we're, we're on Saturday. Today's so Saturday. I specified mm. that all those things were for the 21st. Through the twenty second, sure, yeah. Twenty first is Friday. So if this episode comes out comes out late, all this is irrelevant. Gotcha. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hopefully we get caught up. We'll get caught up. We're I'm close. This one and another one. Peppermint is still on the way. And then this this one. Yep. So we can do it. I have faith. I have faith in this podcasting crew. 
Also, the Alamo's doing um, first responders and military free movie tickets for the month of September. Ooh. And it's any movie. Uh, you just show up and show your ID. That's cool. Yeah. Man. That's why I sent that to my sister on Facebook. And I said, like, now you have no excuses. Now you can come see an Alamo show, and I'll just buy the ticket next to you guys. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you should see it. Mandy's well, there. Like four rows Maybe back. that's why she was. She texted me just now and said, like, is the Meg any good? And James gave me the best response to send to her, which was, yes, there is any good in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to, since uh, there's only two of them left, out and uh, it's only two weeks away, the second to last open screen night is uh, September 25th. So, mm-hmm. uh, $5, bring your movie, screen it, because this is the second to last chance to do it. Okay. Do it. Oh shoot! You guys are all here. I can finish my fake trailer now. <laughs> I gotta go. Ah, yep. See ya. And we're back. <laughs> um, this is movie news. It's real news. Okay, Brad. I'm gonna give you the ultimate. You're you're the decider. Are we talking about it? No. Okay. Let's just move on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, what are we not talking about? The uh, Superman. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ryan, do you want to yell about how Apple can delete all your movies? Well, here's the thing with that. Is <laughs> it, it gained traction this week. Finally something I care about. Yeah. Well, no, it gained tra- traction this week, but it's been something we've been saying for years. Yeah, because yeah. Apple is shitty to their customers. And it's Someone not only... finally had graphs and evidence. Yeah, and it's not only Apple, though. I mean, I have... Um, Voodoo did it. Yeah, Voodoo. Voodoo does it because you have to log on to the cloud to get your stuff, even though they're like, oh, you downloaded it. No, you didn't. You still have to log on. If they don't want you, they won't tell you to go fuck yourself. You have to go fuck yourself. Yeah, I had like digital copies of the all the Dirty Harry movies from a well, yeah, because they copy. they run out of their license, and yeah. so then they just yank everything, and they do it with movie uh, music. I had Amazon, uh, yeah, Amazon do it with some music I bought from them. Mm-hmm. They'll fucking just pull it. I downloaded it. But then they can, when you update the app, then it blocks it from you, just like they do. And I don't know why it just gained traction this week, but it's something I've been saying for years. If you don't, you don't actually own it. It's, it's someone else. It, Comcast does it all the time. If you buy a movie on Comcast digitally and you replace your cable box, you don't have it anymore. That cable box goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I, if you want to watch movies, do it the right way. And two, let's say they, okay, so we all go to digital. And Disney's like, oh, well, you're going to have to pay 40 bucks for this movie if you want it because there's nothing to stop us from charging that much because you can only get it on our platform. And that's what, they're, that's what they want to do. They, they want you to have to do what they want to do. And they, they did it with music at Best Buy. You can't get music at Best Buy anymore except for fucking vinyls. They took it all out. But yeah. you know what? I'll pay it because I really want to see the Country Bears again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's what I mean. They'll just they'll eventually those force you to do what you don't want to do if you're a collector. I guess when VHSs came out, the, like the very first ones were like 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. I remember. Remember Suncoast? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to get $30 Friday the 13th movies there. Um, oh, man. Those are the days. Yeah. 34 bucks for it's, a DVD. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, though, like, because I, I mean, obviously I can get a bunch of them from work and whatnot, but if you go to Best Buy, like five ninety nine, if you really want, like, sometimes there's a digital copy in there, but honestly, just start grabbing through those movies. Oh, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. start building a, start building a library because guess what? When the nukes hit, <laughs> all the digital well, files and are here's gone. the nukes hit, all <laughs> yeah. we're going to want to do is watch fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing, too. Is, That's what I want to uh, do. Some Fuck of the y'all. older <laughs> movies, they don't have digitally. Mm-hmm. So they, they just don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm going through Cary Grant's filmography right now. Oh, and you not can't at, get. You can't get 
half the stuff. Yeah. Because even even if even if Amazon says it has it, it actually doesn't. It doesn't. And then uh, it's like title unavailable bullshit. Exactly. Like only like and especially from those films from like close to like 60, 70, 80 years ago, the the Warner Brothers doesn't want to license them to Amazon because they want you to go to Warner Archive mm-hmm. to do it. And I'm not and I'm just using that as an example, but like also there's not a big audience for them to do that. Like only the people who like you and me who want to watch them are going to watch them. Yeah. Which sucks. So support Scream Factory Criterion shout. Warner Archive, people. even yeah, Warner Archives. Warner Archives puts out great stuff. So yeah. um, keep it going. Universal and Paramount technically have those two. Olive, Olive they do. Does it also? Yeah. I'm going to start a personal museum. So if you send money as a donation to me, I'll buy movies that I want, <laughs> and then I'll preserve them all. That's nice. Forever. The James Hart yeah. Blu-ray Preservation Society. Yeah. There will be no Martin Scorsese films allowed. Mm. But, but, I mean, but he's one of the couple. premier film preservationists. You yeah. can do it to video. Like, that's exactly what they do. Yeah, but no. So people should send money to me. I don't know what Brad's <laughs> talking about. Spears should send money to me, and I'll keep a collection. It's don't a film library in <laughs> no, no, uh, Seattle. Uh, <laughs> that I should have dropped a Rumors Pod show at. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, that's kind of it. So um, South Park is using... Them like daring Comedy Central to cancel them oh, as the their marketing ploy yeah. this month, this season. <laughs> like it's funny that I don't. Nobody's canceling South Park uh, unless those guys decided to stop making South Park. But like you know, whatever. Been um, doing it for twenty two years. They the thing is, they, they're rolling in so much money between the book and Mormon and the South Park <laughs> licensing. They probably don't even care. Yeah, I um, wouldn't. Right. That's why they make episodes that are so funny because they don't care. Right. <laughs> like you either like them or you don't. Um. There's a thing about the Predator, but we'll talk about that when we get to the Predator. Um, and then I don't think anybody would be surprised that the idea <laughs> that if Netflix really did roll out like unskippable ads for their own stuff in front of movies, <laughs> a bunch of people would probably stop subscribing. Ted Sarantos doesn't um, care, but he he doesn't yeah. care. Other than that, I think is it. He doesn't care what you think. <laughs> Do they need to generate that much more money where they have to put ads in front of it? Uh, well, so, so I think the, cause I was thinking about this the other day, like, especially in light of like HBO saying like, well, no, like we're just going to roll up a whole like Warner brothers thing and all the Warner brothers stuff is going to be on a streaming thing. And then there's going to be a Disney one. And if you think about a weird future where you basically subscribe <laughs> to a few different streaming services mm. in order to have a complete or like a huge collection based on who the, the like main production company is, um, if that's the the future we got to, then Netflix, in order to stay alive, needs to survive entirely on its own stuff. Yeah, which means it's got to get you to a place where you constantly want to have Netflix so that you can watch the you know whatever the new thing is, right? Like they've got to become like HBO, where I know I'm still pissing you know, for canceling Joe McHale. So I know it's really too bad. Mm-hmm. A show that probably costs like twelve dollars. I've, I've also I've also watched so much just of their stuff that I'm like, oh, some. Oh, there's a lot of this that's really good. Like there is. There's there's a, there's a lot. They have a lot of there. shit though. You're like, wow, I oh, don't yeah. even know this is like what is this? Oh yeah. The the new Coen Brothers movie is coming to Netflix. Yeah. Like that trailer looks, looks great. Yeah. yeah. Um but like we just started watching Godless and it, it's I mean the also, first half oh. of an episode was really good. Um <laughs> also they got Roma from uh Quran. 
uh, Alfonso mm-hmm. Cuaron, which has been getting really good buzz. So yeah, like it's it sucks because I want to. I, I hope that that and Buster Scruggs come to a theater. Um, Steve already said that they're going to do Other Side of the Wind from Netflix, the mm. the Orson Welles film. But I think that's just because it's a fucking Orson Welles movie, and you can sell that to the Alamo crowd. But. Sure. Well, but you could sell a Joe uh, Coen Brothers. There, there was well, also a thing. Say, yeah, but it's just a matter of like who are they going to let show it in the theater? Because yeah. like we don't know what Netflix wants to do with theatrical releases at this point yet. Yeah, I was going to say the other thing was that IMAX has been talking to like Amazon and Netflix and different people to try and like get theatrical releases for those, you know, straight to streaming films, but yeah, um, they're we'll an interesting you know, business. I know, and you see Ridiculous Six and IMAX. Also, Henry Cavill <laughs> oh, wow. got fired. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, Henry Cavill got fired. That's all the news. There we go. <clears throat> Did he get fired? Why? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's news. Did Ben Affleck get fired? Uh, well, no, he, no he's he, in rehab. No, he disintegrated again. Mm. So, it, you know. Oh, snap. Yeah, it's a thing he does. He's like a phoenix. Nice. Every few years, he disintegrates, and then he has to slowly rebuild his career and marry a different Jennifer. Look at my fucking feathers. <laughs> Every time he kills his career, it's from playing a superhero. <laughs> oh, yeah. He plays a but- superhero, gets divorced, and yeah. But he's not a bad Batman, though. No. No, not. it's his just... His movies are... Sh- he's he not a bad He's, he's the no. best part. Yeah, he's like... Yeah. No. Yeah, well... Yeah. It is interesting. You know, I... Did you guys see? Every time I see a trailer for the Aquaman, I'm still not sold on it. Yeah, it was before. Um, what the fuck did I see this week? Predator. <laughs> it was before the one <laughs> I saw last week too. The uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're DC is trying really hard right now to be go. Hey, we're fun, Ryan. They've we're, been we're trying fun. really hard for a long time. Redheads gotta love them. Woo! <laughs> and then he does woo again. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's so much Amber Heard in that trailer. There is, I don't mind her. It's it's like it's an Amber Heard movie. I want to watch it because Patrick Wilson's in it, and I like Patrick Wilson. I mean, I'll, obviously we're going to see it, but yeah, I like James Wan too. Yeah, He's no, made James some Wan's really awesome. good movies. Yeah. I hope he makes Conjuring Three. I'm sure he will. Too. I just want to see First Man. Yeah, not that long to wait. Can't believe you want to see it. They don't show them planting the American flag. I know they don't show planting a piece of cloth. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Is that a problem? It is. I have trouble imagining. Are, it, so are I people? Are oh people yeah. Despite the fact that there are this? apparently, uh, who's it? Marco? Is it Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz? Like went Rubio, on this Rubio. Rubio went on a tirade. Club. Yeah. About, <laughs> about the what? The fact that there's not a scene in the movie mm-hmm. where they plant the American flag. Yep. And Ryan Gosling, who, by the way, is Canadian, because if you um, don't show it, then it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, but but there's so but there's also many Wait. shots of the flag, according to everyone who's seen it. And so, so Ryan Gosling said, "He's like, yeah, I mean, we didn't put it in there." But, uh, he said, "But it's also like an achievement for mankind." So we don't. Yeah, it's literally to- what <laughs> he said, <laughs> and and it. Yep. You doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Like. See, now you know what the controversy this isn't, behind that This movie isn't is. like Superman Returns where like they <laughs> said three quarter, two thirds of it's a bird, it's a plane, like in or, or no no, what was the uh oh uh truth does he still stand for truth, justice, and all that stuff. This isn't a thing where they <laughs> deliberately cut America out because oops, there's an Iraq war. Like, <laughs> no. This is what the fuck is wrong with people? I don't God know. damn it. 
I don't even know what that means. I'm like, but do they they have have to show what that? Do I don't understand. No, yeah, like I'm it. fairly sure they that didn't they didn't show Obama's uh, uh, birth certificate in this movie about the Apollo <laughs> missions. So uh, clearly, this is you know. Some kind of propaganda. No, every time I see that trailer, I get really excited. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It looks like yeah. a, a well-made film. It does. Uh, Steve Steve said it was like one of his three favorite movies coming out of Telluride. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I want to see it in IMAX. It's like, that's really wanting me to get off my butt for IMAX. Mm. I normally don't do it. Was it shot in IMAX? I think you're supposed to sit down in an IMAX, so don't get off your butt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if it was shot in IMAX. Sounds like Chazelle might go for that kind of thing. but. We'll find out. But a big screen might be cool because space. I'm, I'm wondering, though, does he dance on the moon? No. In the final moments. Uh, I would love that. No. Okay. But if the, the direct- movie if the movie ended and, <laughs> like, they were on the moon and then, like, the camera turned around and you saw the edge of the set and then they just walked <laughs> back and started taking their clothes off and <laughs> hanging them up in a room. And, and it was you, like... And you have Stanley Kubrick yeah, there. And it was. It basically was the end of Blazing I'm Saddles. I'm a genius. Like, you know, there were some guys on horses, you know, rode through the moon and that they were just revealed like, oh, the whole thing was fake. Then that would be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Where he plants the Russian flag on the moon. Yeah. Which is basically a... Actually, they the Oliver's, the, the Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Is his last line ready to comply? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that would be the Oliver Stone film. So. Yeah, <laughs> Oliver Stone shit. <laughs> <laughs> he has not been. I like good. born on the Fourth of July. <sighs> he hasn't Damn. been good in a while. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's news. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's coming out on Blu-ray and your local DVDs. DVD releases the Blu-rays. Did I tell you I saw people buying DVDs? It blows my mind. I I buy DVDs for my mother-in-law, and the reason is she likes to. She carries a, a little like portable DVD player around with her, so like oh, all over no. the house as she's doing stuff, go. or like she'll lay in bed and watch them. And I thought like for Christmas last year, I was like maybe I'll buy her like a little Blu-ray player, and then that way she can get Blu-rays. And then I looked. They don't fucking make portable Blu-ray players because the screen is this big. What the fuck and then are you, you doing? It could be like my mother-in-law where they don't appreciate it being in high definition. Like, oh, yeah. My mother-in-law it. has one. Sure. But right. she doesn't care. Yeah. Um, only reason my parents do it is is like the f- the first time that I got some for Christmas it was it was when the original Star Trek came out, so I got the Blu-ray of Star Trek, and my mom got the DVD, and so for Christmas we could swap them, yeah, right next to each other, and they could see, and they were like, "Holy shit!" Oh yeah, that looks a lot better. Look, like, you can yeah. see the texture on their right on their clothes. Um, so speaking of higher def things, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is out on 4K this week. Uh, there's also some some a couple different steelbook mm-hmm. versions, cool. which look pretty cool. Taken. No, the steelbook at Best Buy is awesome. It's like uh, just a raptor on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one for just the movie itself, and then there's they're doing another like collection set. Oh, so mm. I didn't like the collection uh, steelbook because it like I don't know. I like it with T-Rex on it. They bundled the, the new one in with it. I just want mm. like the original one on a steelbook. Mm. Oh, you can get it on 4K now, I think, the original. Not in steelbook. Not in steelbook. Not in steelbook. Yeah. Yeah. You have to buy the set. Uh, yeah. You only like the first one? You couldn't even watch the other ones? Well, I mean, as far as rebuying this movie for like mm. the fifth time. like. Gotcha. The first s- one's the only one I care about. The 4K is not that huge of an upgrade either. Yeah. If you bought it, like I think on, it was only like 32 bucks on Amazon when it came out. Like the set, I, don't I think remember. it's still around that price at like a Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Don't remember. I like the third one because it has a talking dinosaur in it. Alan, 
Oh, like that's right. <laughs> and it's hallucination. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not real talking, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of weird shit, The X-Files Season 11 is out on Blu-ray this week. Um, cool. Which is the one from you know last what, year, You know right? what the best episode of X-Files is? Is when they're on The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, I love when Agent Mulder shows his uh, badge and it's a picture of him in a bikini <laughs> like laying down. It's one of my favorite sight gags ever. And like when they, Homer's on the treadmill and they're just like, like he just keeps going and going, right? Yeah, it's like a lava lamp. <laughs> <laughs> I bring you love. It's bringing us love. Kill it. Simpsons are great. From Criterion this week is My Man Godfrey. That is awesome because that 19... film's been stuck in the public domain garbage heap for a while. Oh, really? It's from 1936. Well, in, so. Yeah, in terms of just like no one's tried to restore it or fix it up yeah. and stuff. And sure. It's a good movie with uh, William Powell from the Thin Man series and, oh. and Philo Vance. It's a solid flick. I recommend you guys pick it up if you're Criterion fans. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three of Supergirl is that on Blu-ray? I haven't seen season one. Kevin Smith, um, Supergirl. <laughs> uh, all right, and then getting into the collectible stuff. Um, Show Factory. Speaking of Oliver Stone, is putting out a thing of Platoon. Yeah, the Steelbook. Yeah, because yeah, it's owned by MGM and they they sub license from them all the time. So they were just. I like, don't Meh. own Platoon yet, so that might be my chance to pick it up. It's a good movie. No, he's not. I guess maybe I think JFK ruined it. Yeah. Oliver Stone oh, for yeah, me because yeah, yeah, yeah. Born on Fourth July is really good I think because of Tom Cruise's performance mm-hmm. but then JFK is so it's much he, garbage it, yeah it's when he starts it. inserting his like his, his theories into everything yeah did you, did you see Nixon though the one he did with Anthony Hopkins as Nixon no nope. it's really good it's not it doesn't like delve into honestly I have a hard time nonsense. when I see Oliver Stone directed by I kind of have this Oh yeah, my eyes are back into it. Then yeah. you may not like the the Nixon one though, not because of it content in it, but it is like a three hour long oh, biopic. I mean, hey, if they're Ooh. good movies, I don't care how long yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Hopkins is a great Nixon. Mary Poppins is almost three hours long. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh wow, man. Huh. Um, so you didn't even know because it's so great; it goes by so fast. Yeah. <laughs> From Arrow is, this week is Horrors of Malformed Men, which has a beautiful ah. painted cover. Holy shit. I don't even know what this movie is, but there's like a weird wraith thing coming out of the ocean and a dude standing there in a robe. <laughs> Sounds Italian. Uh, yep. Uh, actually, I think it's like Japanese. But, Ooh. Um, from, who is this? Wellgo USA mm. is Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead, mm-hmm. and Phantasm 4. Oblivion. Is it Oblivion? Uh, yeah. Oblivion. <laughs> the one where he holds a ball. I've uh, only seen the first Phantasm. Yeah, Phantasm Two is pretty good. That's what I've first heard. one is. But this is Phantasm Three and Phantasm Four. Yeah. So originally, uh, Wellgo USA pro- put out number five, mm-hmm. um, and then they put them all in a set together, and now they're doing them individually, so you can see the ones you don't care about. Scream put out <laughs> Phantasm Two at one point, yeah. right? They don't have it anymore. But aren't they trying to get, like, who's putting out the first Phantasm again? It's Wellgo USA. I have that one, yeah. I thought another company was doing it. Anyway. Uh, And then uh, Scream for Help. I've heard this is really good. I've never seen it, though. First he tried to kill Mom. Now he's after me. But no one believes me. Did you uh, sort of the tagline? There's two taglines. The other one is... uh, 
and pray there's someone out there listening. Both of these terrible. Have you mm. have you heard about this um, from the uh, recent um, Shockwaves on Scream Factory? No. Their upcoming releases. This is a Charles Bronson serial killer movie, and it sounds awesome. Mm. Uh, huh? Is that the Scream Factory one? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sounds fucking awesome. Also from Scream Factory this week is the evil. Like the fruits of the devil. Witness the yeah. awake. Witness its awakening. Uh, and I, I think it's like supposed to be. I don't know what this is because there's like a ladder. Being, it's a tomb. Being no, open. it's not a tomb. There's a ladder that goes down into it, and it's like square. It's not. It's not <laughs> long, rectangular like a like a body. Like what are these things? I think it's like a. I think it's like a. It's the hatch from Lost. That's what it is. <laughs> It's the hatch from Lost, and the evil comes out of Little it. Little did you know that Lost was all one big sequel to the evil. You should yeah. search uh, Evangeline Lilly where she talks about the ending to Lost. It's really good. It was good. really good, yeah. Uh, you no, see I saw, oh, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was really great. She's um, she's so nice. Like I, I'd love to meet that woman. Also, uh, really an intelligent response to all the people who don't understand yep. that show. Yep, I agree. Um, oh, I also missed uh, Keanu Reeves' Siberia, which is some little directed DVD. I movie. bet he goes to Siberia. Whoa. Yeah, I bet it's cold here. Maybe he's already there. <laughs> oh, I bet shit. I bet some. What am I doing in Siberia? What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get uh, was the community uh, complete series last week or because it's um, on this week? For it's me. this week, I Is think. It? Yeah. No, it's not. Pop, on... pop. Kevin, man. Yeah, it's not on Blu-ray.com's list. Troy and Abed in Blu-ray. Uh yeah, I I definitely That'd be sweet that. if they opened it with Troy and Abed in high def. Oh, that would be <laughs> fun. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. that show. If I knew that was coming, I then I'd buy it. Yeah. I do love me some Jeff Winger. Man. Yeah. They ported all over over all the uh, extras too. I was worried about that for a long oh, time. Oh, good. Good, good. Because they didn't yeah, like the, they didn't the, release them at all. The blooper reels and all that stuff yeah. were so good. Man. That show's great. Yep. Anyway, that's Blu-rays. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment I call Movies That Are Watched Throughout the Week by the Real Nerds. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. <laughs> James, what have you been watching? Um, not a lot of different, like, stuff to report on, but um, I finished Jack Ryan this week. Is it um, good? The Amazon show. Uh, yeah, I would, I totally recommend it. Um, I think the first couple episodes, like, they're setting a lot of stuff up, and he's very, you know an analyst um so like at the beginning there's a lot of like talk about analyzing i'm 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 watching all these like swift transactions around the world and you're like dude i want you to shoot people um but they'll get there Hmm. um yeah i think the story they tell is 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 really pretty good and decent and i think um john krasinski does a great job Um, (laughs) you call him johnny (laughs) uh, he, he uh he tends to do a lot of just like staring with like no emotion on his face, mm, Jack and he's Ryan, pretty totally. good at it. He's yeah. kind of doing it on the poster. Yeah, actually, right yeah. Basically, basically, you could just cut his head off of this poster <laughs> and just paste it onto every scene, and oh, that's what he looks like. It seems unfair um, to him. <laughs> no, but he's doing a great job because sometimes he's smoldering, okay. and sometimes he's wounded, and sometimes he's thinking. Does he sometimes look into the camera and smirk? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were sometimes when no. you want him to. So, does he kill people in it? Yes. Okay, internet, listen. So when he kills somebody, cut to Jim Halpert looking at the camera going. <laughs> <laughs> like, Actually, yeah, there's a couple of good times where he's like, there's a couple of good scenes in that, in that show. Together where they're fighting Golden Face. 
<laughs> That's sort really of shot good. of him shooting someone in the face, then and then it cuts to a reaction of Dwight across the room. Most expensive shot in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's really good. I mean, if you're an Amazon Prime member, like you yeah, mine's in the queue right it. now. Yeah, I mean, and it's only it's only eight episodes. It's oh. easy to get through. Nice. Um, Half hour, an hour. Uh, hour. Um, and usually a real hour, like HBO style. They're like 50 minutes, you know, 50, no 55 minutes sometimes. Yeah. Not that fake hour um, that the network's invented. Well, you know, not 42 minutes, right? Um, sometimes they're a little shorter, but for the most part, they're a real 50-minute episode. Um, yeah, I think the performances are all good. The guy who plays um, uh, Greer, uh, what's his first name? Anyway, the dude, like the the uh, – Anyway, you you know the character if you've seen like Clear and Present Danger or Hunt for Red October. Sweet, he's rough early on, like first episode or two. I was kind of like, but then that gets better too. So if you if you start watching it and it rubs you a little bit the wrong way, like just push through. And when it really gets rolling and there's some action going on, you'll probably be happier. So uh, yeah, I would totally recommend. Sweet. It. Um, also watch through. Almost all of the staircase, um, which is on a Netflix, yeah. um, oh. which is you know one of the really many interesting popular true crime things uh, over the last few years. You know, what's funny where I first heard about that was on a uh, Forensic Files. Oh yeah, um, when I worked overnights, I used to just download the shit out of Forensic Files because oh. it was just enough to keep me interested. Yeah, like uh, so, I would just plug in my ipad and just drive around and listen to it so it was yeah. like it's like a true crime like podcast yeah and that's where i first heard about it yeah but, um so it tells the story of a guy who in 2001 was convicted uh well in 2001 his wife died and maybe was murdered um the he claimed that she fell backwards down the stairs hit her head and and blood pretty much to death while he was outside by the pool um and then the cops decided there was too much blood, and so he clearly murdered her. Um, and uh, it's a fascinating documentary series. Um, you definitely, like, it, it. it's very similar to, like, a Making a Murderer or even um, uh, Serial, where yeah. you get through it and you're kind of like, I, I, at some point, it's not even about whether or not he did it. It's more about whether or not he should get convicted. Mm -hmm. um, just watching how stupid some of the things that happened were. Yeah, it's really um, bizarre because, uh, you know, I actually, I don't think it's as well made as Making a Murderer. It, no, I, I um, agree. It, it drags It drags. I think it's more. too long, but... Yeah. Um, because I think it's like 13 episodes. It's pretty long because they yeah. do like three follow-up. Well, yes. So, yeah, um, that's yeah. the thing. It's like it was 10 episodes and then they've gone back to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I feel the same way after I watched it with uh, Making a Murder. Actually, Making a Murder, I was more mad at uh, the bungling of law enforcement. Mm. But at the same time, you get to a point where you can see that he did it and there's also enough where maybe he didn't. Right. But it's too you. You have plenty of plot, plot probable, or you or you have plenty of of reasonable doubt. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And so that's just, where it just gets. It, it almost gets frustrating. Yeah, because you know? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, she died horribly. Yeah. So it's um the the biggest problem, and not that I want to dig into it too much, but just it's because of this. My problem is when when you get to a there's no murder weapon and there's in my opinion not really a motive. Mm -hmm. I just don't like. I don't know how you convict anyone. Like, yeah. if you can't really establish a motive that makes sense, I just don't know how, yep. you know, other than they're a crazy serial killer, but that doesn't make sense either. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it's one where 
there's some really bizarre stuff in the yeah. story that makes you understand why somebody would f- believe it. You know, because and he's just, weird too. He is weird, but then the more I feel like the more you spend time with him, the more I'm like, oh. I think you might just be weird. Yeah, that's like, what I mean too. I, not crazy. I think you might just be weird, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, like, it's I don't just, know. It's a it's it's, un, it's fascinating. Yeah, um, I don't know that I. If you're in that place where you you are enjoying watching a lot of true crime, um, if you're somebody who watches a lot of or listens to a lot of my favorite murder, for example, um, which I do, then yeah, you should check this out just because it's a it's a it's a decent one and an interesting story. So yep, um, yeah, cool. Um, uh yeah, fuck it. Let's talk about this. So, I started listening through all of the Harry Potter books hmm. on audiobook, mm-hmm. and as like every other book or so, I'll pause and listen to something else, and then go back. Um, and then after I finish them, I've been watching back through the movies. And what I will say is this: I'm actually having a, some of the books, or some parts of them, like Goblet of Fire, I just think is not very good. Um, like there are a lot of parts of that book that just were not great, but for the most part, I'm like, okay, these are really fun. And now then when I go back to the movies, I realize why the movies are so bad, but the movies are still fucking really bad. Like, and they keep getting worse. And part of it is I, so I've watched through Goblet of Fire, which is all the ones I originally saw. Um, and so I do feel like the first one's good, like as a good, like entry into the world, like, you know, it's wondrous and you're meeting all this new stuff. And then as you go, like, especially by the time you get to Goblet of Fire, then they start changing things, and some of those things don't make any sense. And so just random shit starts happening. And that's when, like, now I see it, I think, from a different point of view where I know what's supposed to have happened, and I know the backstory on some things, and I'm like, oh, if I'd known this in the movie, I probably wouldn't have been so frustrated by, like, why this randomness has occurred. Um, but the exciting part is what's coming up, which is, you know, when we reviewed Deathly Hallows Part 2, which I think we did, or we just yeah. saw it together. Okay. When we reviewed Deathly Hallows Part 2, I had not seen uh, Order of the Phoenix, Half-Blood Prince, or Deathly Hallows <laughs> Part 3. So now we're getting to a play- point where the next three books and movies, so I finished Order of the Phoenix, which is maybe my favorite one yeah, so far. Yeah, that's a good one. That one, I'm like... There's some cartoonish, silly stuff, but, you know, whatever. It's for kids. Like, the yeah. villain in that book is silly, yeah. Yeah. but whatever. Um, but that one, like... She's horrible. I hate her. <laughs> right. uh, so now, as I go into the movies, I will have not seen the movie before, and then it's, it's this is going to be a bit more fascinating. Um, when so, did that come out? 2012? 2012? Oh, Deathly yeah. Hallows? Oh, it, 2011. It must have been... Because part one came out in 2010 in okay, November. We, we, I know we saw it together. We may not have actually reviewed it, but it was definitely on our film Explosion, because it was Ryan's number one of that film of that year. We must have reviewed it though, because it would have been later in the summer, and we started the show. I think I, re- I don't. I don't remember. Well, I don't because like, that it came out in 2011, summer 2011. We have. I, I've the Nerdly I know Hallows. that's what he's looking at. It, yeah, it the, ner- out, the Nerdly Hollows must be it, and it came out after. First class, so you guys did do an episode on it. Okay, yeah, so it's episode seven. Okay, yeah, so... (laughs) Book um, seven, episode seven. Movie eight. Oh, that's right. Get fucked. Uh, Yeah, all three of us were on it. Yeah, well, yeah, that was... (laughs) None of us us had anything else going on back then. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, it's interesting. I will will check in in probably a few weeks. I I may not say anything else (laughs) about this until I'm done with it. 
when so, I typed it into Google, it's showing at the Highlands Ranch 24 on the 23rd of September. Harry, they, they Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. like the Marvel Fire. stuff did. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. I don't. Not all the movies are great, but I I enjoy watching them. Uh, I think the Deathly Hollows two is great. No, and, I, no, I'm just but, the but, first but, part is too. But if we're talking about like all eight, like not everyone's like a it's like oh, supremely yeah, no, I, solid. Uh, that third one's still amazing. I fucking love it, and I think the sixth one is beautifully shot. Uh, even though they're good it, movies, it, it's the, the, my problem with uh, Half Blood Prince is that it screws up its title by not like elaborating on the Half Blood Prince too much. Which is big in the book. Yeah, uh, I get I, why I, you're doing it. I haven't yeah. seen it. Hmm. No, I, I, <laughs> I really like him. It's me and James will get in fights very often on the podcast, uh, but that's one of them. And the Hunger Games. Yeah, um, <laughs> Hunger Games movies are terrible. So we, catnip evergreen. <laughs> that was the last <laughs> one. Deathly Hallows Part Two. Yeah, was our seventh episode. So we, hmm? there was no. I, I thought we were reviewed more Harry Potter in our time doing this, but no, we clearly. did a lot of Twilight and we did a lot of fucking Hunger Games, and Hobbits. That was yeah. probably the longest week of my life. <laughs> and Transformers, and I'm putting and Transformers. I'm, I'm putting that up with like you know grandparents and pets dying. And... We've done a lot of <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is it grandparents dying or just grandparents in general? Just grand like weeks with grandparents. <laughs> well, so so okay, so. Let, let, let me so scale it back. So my grand my grandfather died, and I'm sad for like four or five days, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. But then that week where I watched every single Twilight leading up to um, whatever one we saw in the theaters, uh, the fourth one, I remember sitting there and having the biggest the fifth, headache, fifth and, and my eyes hurt. Yeah, because I'm because you're rolling because you're rolling them too much. I'm absorbing all of this. <laughs> 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 That's true. I am absorbing all of this crap. And I'm trying to regurgitate it, and when I say it out loud, it sounds so dumb. Oh, I'm pretty sure that watching Twilight makes it really easy to regurgitate things. Yes. And you know, I'll be honest, when uh, the last F1 happened, everyone was dying like, okay, this is what I want to see. Oh, yeah. This is what I want to see. Oh, it was And great. then they undo it. Yeah. I know. It's so good. <laughs> I've definitely re- recommended it before, but you need to, like, maybe at least for the final one revisit it with the riff tracks commentary because when that moment comes up and then it turns out it's just a dream you hear bill corbett or kevin murphy one of the two just yell out, what the fuck <laughs> yeah it's, it's so ridiculous it's ridiculous it, not it's not like we're 50 shades i can watch my other's oh, boobs in it yeah like 50 shades you watch it, you're like this is so stupid that you're laughing every few yeah. minutes and it's ridiculous. I find I find them both egregiously well, dumb. No, I mean they're both gar- they're both garbage yeah. oh, films. Yeah, yeah. But in the fifty, sh- oh, I guess Twilight, dude, they're both they're garbage books. Yeah. So you, they're garbage books about like oh yeah. you got to let a man dominate your life. I'm just like nah, I'm good, man. Fifty Shades Freed is disappointingly not bad enough. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no freaking helicopter crash yeah. where he shows like up funniest, with dirt on his face. The funniest part and the best ongoing joke is. Why didn't you change your email? It's been 25 minutes. Like, that's like the only part of that movie that's like so bad it's funny. And then the rest of it, you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, anyway. Anyways. So that's what I've been watching. Zach? Um, actually, not a lot because we recorded literally on like Monday, like recently. So, like, yeah. it was pretty quick. So, was I only watched um, a couple of things. Um, 
I'm continuing my Universal Monster uh, dissection. I'm going. I know you must love to have images burned into your TV. Every time I'm down here, you have something stuck on there. Well, yeah, because oh. I, I was I was trying I was going to pop that in before you guys came in and watch Werewolf of London, but we'll have to wait for next week. But I did, re- but I did watch Bride of Frankenstein again as part of the Bride of Frankenstein's brilliant because I'm going in, in order chronologically. Yeah, I love The Invisible Man as like a personal favorite, but that yeah. is undeniably the best Universal monster movie ever made. Yeah, Universal like, unquestionably. Invisible Man is my favorite one just because I I yeah. love. Um, because he's just a straight up murderer. Yeah, and he's um, he's a bad guy. Yeah, um, and he's and Claude Rains is amazing. But Bride of Frankenstein, like it's best production design, easily the best script yeah. of that uh, of that run of monster movies. Uh, Karloff's incredible in it. I, the one like the the thing that I like, I always like find a different angle each time I watch those films. And with this one, I was like really watching like the the side characters and Una O'Connor, who's in this film and an invisible man as like a really over the top performance. She's astounding in the film. She's truly hysterical. And Ernest Thessinger who plays Dr. Pretorius and bride of Frankenstein, I think is one of the finest cinematic villains, uh, in any genre, um, because he's just, he's so immensely watchable. It's insane. Um, and um, and I also think the prologue at the beginning of Bride of Frankenstein is one of the most genius ways to enter into that in, into yeah. that kind of film, um, where it's just like, oh, like we got Lord Byron over here, and we got Lo- uh, Percy Shelley, and we got Mary Shelley, and she wrote a scary story, but that's not all of it, <laughs> and uh, it's just wonderful. Um, but uh, next is Werewolf of London and Son of Frankenstein. I'm basically going in order that they were released, so. Um, uh, I uh, saw a movie about a rivalry. Oh yeah, uh, called Rush. It's oh, so good. Uh, finally, yeah, I don't know why I put this off for so long. I think it's just it was a Ron Howard movie. I wasn't really thinking of. Now I think about it, nothing but Rush. Uh, this movie was fucking awesome. Uh, if anybody out there doesn't know what Rush is about, it's about a rivalry. rivalry. <laughs> but it's a, yeah, it's about a rivalry between two uh, Formula One racers, specifically. Um, but so like. The, the movies is it's incredibly like just like efficient well executed drama like it doesn't have to go too dark or deep like it goes it goes in the right level of water that it needs to go in terms of emotion um this is the best chris hemsworth performance i've ever seen um i mean out, outside of thor you can't like count thor necessarily um but like in terms of like him giving a outside mcu performance daniel Brohl's incredible in the film like I knew nothing about the story going in so that when so when he gets in that crash and is going through his recovery with his face and the burns I'm like uh uh when they shove that yeah. thing down his fucking Ugh. throat and he's just like do it again I was like holy shit cuz he's like cuz he's angry cuz Chris Hemsworth's winning all his races and he should be on there winning his races with with fucking Ferrari so I uh I I got this when Trademark was going out of business uh-huh. and it's still in the wrapper Ooh. just sitting there <laughs> I got this for five ninety nine in the bin. I forget what I got. I paid it for. full price because I know what this movie is fucking worth. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I got for it. It was used at seventy five percent off, so probably nine. So I probably got it for like two fifty. I don't remember. Um, but I, um, I mean, it's about a rivalry. I yeah, it, it, I, yeah. I don't know if you know, but they say that in the movie too a couple of times. They remind you this is about a rivalry. <laughs> um, but honestly, like this is probably among like my, my Ron Howard film selections. Like in terms of my favorites of his, are really weird. Like I really love Frost Nixon. I think it's an amazing film, even yeah, though it's a yeah. talking headpiece. Um, and then I think Da Vinci Code is really great, in spite of what 
other people think. Great. But like again, well, it's fun. It's, it's yeah, super good. It's super fun. Like I, I've already told you, I love the Robert Langdon movies. Um, yeah. Even though Inferno's weird, um, but this might be one of the like among the best things he's ever directed. I would probably put it. A Beautiful Mind, this, and Frost Nixon, if I'm going for just his filmography. Um, because Rush, like, feels different. Like, it, it's like the it's the most visually distinct film I've seen him make. Um, part of it made me realize, like, as, as about 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, yeah, Ron Howard made a lot of car movies for Roger Corman. So this isn't necessarily him, like like homaging that period, but you can tell like he's having fun revisiting a, an era that he grew up in and like was gaining. Oh, it's, it's a, it's it, a like, straight sequel to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> shut up. Um, but no, it's just like, it's interesting to see like, and he's really good at shooting car scenes. Like, I mean, between that and solo this year, I'm like, wow, he, he is really good at a car chase. Like maybe that's his trademark i don't know like it's it's hard to place but i honestly did come to the conclusion by the end of it i'm like ron howard might be the most solid biopic director of this generation because like he's done a lot of them and each one of them is at least of good quality if not excellent quality like cinderella man not the best movie in the world but still a solid watch Mm -hmm. uh beautiful mind an excellent film Mm um I, i mean rush Another great example, like Frost Nixon, not necessarily a biopic so much as a. Oh, but it's, I'd say it's close. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, I I think he's really good at true life in a way that, or in terms of like making it accessible for audiences. Mm-hmm. Um. So like maybe that's his like signature style and whatnot. And Apollo thirteen. Yeah. So um. But yeah, Rush. Um. If you haven't seen this amazing flick, check it out. Um. It's do what james did pay full price like i i, I actually probably should send a check to imagine entertainment <laughs> for 13 dollars or probably something. they lost money on that's, it so. that's yeah i mean it, so it's it's taking me two years to get one of you to watch they it primarily <laughs> so, they were primarily <laughs> selling that in europe though like looking in the background information on it on, on wikipedia and stuff like this was primarily like a big british release for them well, yeah like the europeans understand one. f1 yeah like, exactly yeah. whereas we don't and yeah. i get it um and then um, last two things I watched was I watched a PBS documentary on Nixon. No. Um, spoiler alert, he resigned. Um, and then I just started watching one on Dwight D. Dwight D. Eisenhower, which, and I was telling James this before we started, I, when I read about World War II, I read about like individual battles and kind of mm-hmm. like the overall scope, but I never really have gotten into the generals, like the specific generals. Um except for maybe Montgomery. And that's only because like his stories, his story is pretty fascinating in terms of like how he gets shafted around. But, um, Eisenhower's one's interesting. Um, I'm, I'm halfway through it right now. So, um, he hasn't won the war yet. I'm hoping he does. Um, what is interesting though, is like, so they said that he, when he arrived in France after D day, um, he, he didn't stay, he didn't, uh, go there to stay in Paris. He went to Versailles and he said he couldn't stay in Paris because there was too much temptation to go nightclubbing. And I was just like, oh, I just imagine, like, 60-year-old Dwight D. Eisenhower in France just fucking, like, shot, 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 shot. I invaded the beach. Like, I just, like, celebrating his tits off, you know? It would have been... Or he's like, or I can stay in Versailles, like, the most extravagant home ever. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he also, you know, we weren't even done yet at that point there. He goes. Um, he goes up to the like the Russian gangster room, <laughs> and he pulls back the curtain, and he's like, "Bitches come!" And then bitches come in. 
have, uh, that's we a reference, like that's a reference to triple X. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't just use the phrase bitches come a lot. The, uh, when I went to Versailles, my favorite story ever, um, is I was with my friend Brandon and, uh, when we were at Versailles, there's a lot of, um, Japanese tourists and they would just push you out of the way to take pictures to, of whatever they're taking pictures of at Versailles. Beautiful place. Gardens, everything. So they kept on doing that to me and Brandon. And then Brandon started falling around and taking pictures of them. And they're trying to run. <laughs> they're like running from him in this cat, the castle of Versailles. And it was pretty funny. Oh my God. Like, why are they, ta- why is he taking pictures of me? Cause Brandon had enough of them just pushing him out of the way to take pictures of a chair. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So far, Eisenhower's life pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what he does next. Like, I don't know. Maybe uh, he'll become president. You never know. Yeah. I recommend. I forget. I have a book on him. I'd recommend it to you when I remember the title. It might right. just be Eisenhower. Can't remember. <laughs> I, was say. I think that if I'm uh, gonna read Dwight, about, maybe maybe Dwight <laughs> Ike. Um, but if I uh, yeah. if if I Dwight. if I <laughs> see another documentary though on a general, I think I might want it to be Marshall. Yeah. Um, I know a lot about Patton mainly because there's a great movie where he's sitting, <laughs> standing in front of a flag. <laughs> um, but Marshall's the one where I think like, cause like, it's interesting if he did not, uh, go back to Washington at Roosevelt's request, he would have been leading, uh, a D-Day. Um, and there was talk that he should have, but Roosevelt really wanted Marshall at his side in Washington to yeah. like stead off his nerves. So yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. Brad, you know, I was just thinking if the the Da Vinci Code follows like most modern franchise like arcs, um, the fourth one will be a reboot. So Tom Hanks will be out, but it'll be just be called Robert Langdon. Yeah, or da Starling, Vin- starring Colin Hanks. Yes, or please. just Da Vinci Code. They just take the the off. <laughs> yeah, or the code. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, Da yeah, Vinci. There you go. <laughs> yes, they're based on. No, both. oh, you just call it Da Code. Da code. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, With fifty cent, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler you, Perry, you, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just make, you replace the whole cast with black people. You call it decode. This is terrible. Copywriters, <laughs> <laughs> call us Curtis Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> James, you're wrong. It's Tyler Perry's decode. Oh. Um, no, I mean yep. they still got to do the lost symbol from that series of books, which is one I really want them to do. Inferno's weird uh, as a story to begin with, so. So I rewatched Waiting. That was a lot of fun. I haven't seen that in a while. Oh, I haven't seen one in a while. Um, great. Like it, it encapsulates. I'm sure you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the the service food service industry yep. experience. Like every every common thing you can think of that you've ever experienced there, they put in that movie. And it's great. Um, that was Ryan re- Reynolds of Van Wilder years. Then I rewatched Dodgeball. Dane Cook. <laughs> yes. Dane Cook is in that movie. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Dodgeball. <laughs> Is it um, necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but it's sterile, and I love the taste. <laughs> but the interesting thing is I, I listened to the commentary. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to the commentary no. on Dodgeball before? No. It's right off the uh, off the bat, it's Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn arguing with the director, and then about <laughs> half an hour into the movie, the fight breaks out, and the director leaves, and then Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn get bored, and they leave, and then the, the uh, recording guys... Um, the director comes back and they like try to figure out like what they're going to do to to finish the rest of the commentary. So then they just play the commentary to there's something about Mary. <laughs> and it sort of lines up to what's going on. <laughs> so they're referencing different people except for Ben Stiller. Um, but it, a lot of it does match what's... That's crazy. That's, yeah. It's, so, you, so it's probably just a big setup then. I mean... It, I'm sure. 
it has to be yeah it has to be fake but it goes on for so long and there's no like what do they argue about uh so ben stiller's late so it's the director and vince vaughn and vince vaughn's convincing him like you know he he was late on set you know you shouldn't tolerate this stuff and so ben stiller walks into the room you know happy-go-lucky and doesn't realize that they've been talking shit about him um so the director's in a bad mood and then you know while they're sitting there talk trying trying to talk about the movie and vince vaughn's saying like hey we should probably be talking about the movie um the director and ben stiller just kind of like take little snipes at each other back and forth and they just get worse and worse and worse awesome and, yeah until they uh yeah the director is, throws his hands in there and, and leaves and um yeah it, it goes on for like 30 minutes and there's not it doesn't seem like anyone's trying to think up stuff on the fly it seems mm. but also doesn't seem rehearsed either gotcha um it, he's not worked with ben stiller since then yeah his most recent film skyscraper yep <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that was interesting i never i never listened to that before um, but it has to be because there's no way they would just leave that on the disc. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's still, it's definitely <laughs> still fake. Yeah, but yeah, after everyone leaves, there's you, know, That's you, you hear in the background this little conversation between him and also like Vince Vaughn and uh, Ben Still. After the director leaves, they start picking on the recording guys. Like they mm. turn into total divas and you know <laughs> bring me my chips or whatever. Or, um, yeah, so yeah, after they leave the recording, you in the background they're talking about what are we gonna do? This is like an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, I read it. I've got, I got in some, a book. <laughs> I got some DVDs in my car. <laughs> you just play one of those. Oh, uh, hi, Kate. I didn't expect you here. You, you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Ben Stiller's a douchebag because he plays like his. I I think of uh, Dodgeball as a sequel to Heavyweights because yes, it's like he's the same character in Heavyweights, and then in Dodgeball, it's just him later. And that's really good. I like that. <laughs> Chuck Norris. I also forgot about uh, Steve the Pirate. Just oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just a weird, like... Well, who's going to help me enjoy all this treasure? Yarr! <laughs> 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 After he stops being a pirate. Jason Bateman's <laughs> so great in that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that movie's awesome. That, that writer-director also is in Easy A. He plays Quiznos guy. It's the first thing on his IMDb. Under known for... Quiznos guy in and then director of skyscraper and then the director of skyscraper and dodgeball <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe they did have a falling out maybe, maybe? yeah well he did a 2017 short like of like play dodgeball with oh yeah star, I, so. I saw that yeah so maybe not maybe yeah. this is all a hoax i don't know how these people work yep um <laughs> this is not reality I don't, know. I don't know how people work at the drive-in i got to watch crazy rich asians mm-hmm. <laughs> how was that are they crazy or crazy rich i don't know <laughs> um, I also fell asleep in the middle, and that's because I was bored. So pretty good. <laughs> Your seal of approval? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. It wasn't my thing. Yeah, I think you had to be looking for something, which is what I was looking for in it. So yeah, I found it, and I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah my my folks thought they said it was kind of empty. Mm. Yeah. So they weren't rich. Yeah, like that lifestyle has <laughs> impressed me, and then crazy uh, poor agents. <laughs> um. It boils down to the fiance is just trying to impress the guy's mom, and she's making it hard on her. So, but she does have a cool like comeuppance at the end, which I was like on board for. Just fucking punches her, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoots her in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's no blood, so they got the PG thirteen. Sure. Um, no, they're uh, she's like playing mahjong with her mom, and uh, you know she's declined the. Uh, should I say this? 
Probably not. <laughs> yeah, no. You, I'm glad you asked the question. It's not. It's. I don't. I wouldn't call it empty. Like, I mean, it definitely follows the tropes of a romantic comedy. I think what's interesting is like it has a personality about it that has been absent from most studio rom coms. Like, John Chu puts like a lot of personality into that flick that I don't think otherwise would have been there. Um, but yeah, it's I like lavish it. for sure. And then I cool. uh, also watched The Nun. Or I think the first 20 minutes before I again fell asleep. Because <laughs> it was so bored. scary. No, it's not. Scary. It takes a while for that movie to get going. Yeah. But once it does, it it's not bad. goes all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost too fantastical for uh, the, the universe it's in. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because I haven't seen any of the other Conjuring universe stuff. <laughs> no, that's actually. So that, that's a very accurate statement because I get. It's almost like the biggest of them all. And yet yeah. it shouldn't be. This is. It's all Insidious, Conjuring, no, Annabelle No, it's just, it's, it's Conjuring and Annabelle. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, that, so, like, in Annabelle, the, the doll is just possessed by a demon, so the demon tries to get out and do things. Um, in this, it's... It's like a Dark Lord or something. Yeah, so, like, v- Valak is, so he's, Valak is also the demon in Conjuring 1 and 2, but they try to give him, or her, or whatever you want to say, it... Uh, a backstory and no, they, that's Pennywise. They, and, they, and they give i mean the blood of christ is in this and so it's it veers really hard yeah. into supernatural yeah. stuff james in order to defeat evil you have to have the actual god honest blood of jesus h christ yeah and i don't know which why has it's been put not... in a vial by the vatican yeah i don't know why it's not dry no, but... it hasn't. Yeah, no, no see you're wrong because i saw it in the in the movie called the nun in, yeah in this... I, I have one of paul's finger bones i'll sell it to you for 500 bucks <laughs> how did he lose his eye because i woke up after that uh the priest yeah how did he lose his eyeball he had a bandage over his eye maybe it's just his forehead i don't know it's well it's after he's he, like buried alive something um, he fights yeah, Alec or something he's, he's either oh no he's fighting the 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 embodiment of that boy that he failed. Oh, that's right, that's right. I don't, um, I don't remember exactly how the boy does it, but you know, yeah. Um, I do, <laughs> I do know that Tessa Farmiga is really good at spitting Jesus blood at demons. Oh yes. shit! Yeah, she because like you like oh, missed the ending. <laughs> yeah, no, because basically she Valak's trying to grab the blood of Christ to get ri- the, to get rid of it, but like Tessa Farmiga has been clever. She drank Jesus blood and then spits it. And then she gets super strong. (laughs) She starts punching fucking demons in the face. You know, it's that's how you get Jesus. I'll talk about it. The power of Christ compels you in in the predator as well. (laughs) Sometimes I hate when horror films or there's a monster where they do it in Jason goes to hell too. So like Jason like punches through a dude and rips his heart out. Mm -hmm. Um, In this, you know, Valak can make people, like disembodiment break their bones and stuff but when they get to the the main characters valak tries to drown her I'm like why doesn't she just rip her head off mm-hmm. i feel like right. I don't you know, know what i mean maybe she want maybe valak wants her to suffer like blah, 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 blah. Uh, or it's just tessa farmiga's a star you know suffer well not. no <laughs> suffer from just, drowning which isn't as bad as so, suffer from break all your bones yeah so uh yeah exactly so i mean and jason goes to hell he's punching like hearts out of people and then at the end he fights the dorkiest dude named Steven and he tips over like a jungle gym and punches him. <laughs> Why doesn't he just rip him in half? Well, it's like, oh, I'm out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> There's a jungle gym. It's almost as if Jason goes to hell is a flawed film. Yeah, no, but I mean, <laughs> it, it, Jason goes, I'm just using an example because a lot of horror films do that where 
the monsters are super powerful, then they're like, oh, we're not going to do this. We're going to drown them and choke right. them or whatever. Right. No, I, I feel you. I don't know. <laughs> Again, like, like it's, yeah. it's certainly like not as bad as the first Annabelle, but... No, no. Like it's, I said, it's, it's just I, I, again like my biggest issue is is Damian Bershear is a really good actor, and I want to see more of him in that movie, and, or at least develop him better. Does he play Christ's blood? No, <laughs> he plays a father sent by the Vatican. Yeah, and he has he has issues in his past because he he had an exorcism that went wrong, and he's regretted it ever since. But it's underdeveloped and uh, kind of means nothing mm-hmm. in the long run. Sorry, Brad. The nine. So, Brad, did you like it? Uh, I don't know if I can give a fair assessment. Uh, if if, uh, if I can only assess the twenty minutes of the movie that I watched, then <laughs> that's no. It's a no. Um, and I'm not on board for finding out like the rest of the <laughs> saga or whatever. Anyway, uh, the other thing I watched is Thief, which is a James Con. I watched it because it's a Criterion, and it got like a lot of people say like. This is like Drive kind of ripped it off. Um, well, I mean the font style for the cover, yeah, <laughs> and, and the music. I guess uh, the Tangerine Dream soundtrack is very similar to the Drive soundtrack, but but Thief was also made when that music was popular. Yeah, and <laughs> he drives around sometimes <laughs> uh, in a car. So th- there's that. But other than that, like um, I did not enjoy it that much because James Con's character is a huge. He, he's a thief. Um, and he's James Con, and his character's a dick because he uh, he's, he's like James Con. <laughs> he's into this, yeah. He's into this uh, waitress at the uh, um, uh, oh, so diner. Ba- he baby driver stole from this. Movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think baby drivers acknowledge that they that he uh, is one of the inspirations for it. Anyway, uh, but then like he meets up with her for a date, and uh, like he was late, so she's really upset. And he like throws her around and like forces her to like continue going on the date and they go somewhere else and hmm. um you know confesses how like how much like he's in love with her. It's very possessive and you're just like ugh <laughs> that awful man. Um but yeah it's a it's a standard uh you know he has a certain code of like I only do these jobs this way and then you know this crime boss comes along and says like, you know, I'll pay you a lot more to do this one thing that kind of breaks your rules. And he's like, okay, well, you've convinced me. And then <laughs> Money convinces movie, me. Staking out the, yeah. I'm a capitalist at I'm heart. Actually, I'm actually pretty <laughs> The score's too big to pass this up. I guess I could let some of these rules slide. Yeah. And, of course, you know, after they stake it out and they go through the thing and then he gets double-crossed, you know, it's like, oh, I guess I should have stuck to my rules. And then, you know, his friend gets killed because of it. and That crime he, didn't pay. Then he's like, you know. First, you take my money, then you kill my friend. So I'm gonna go kill you guys, and that's it. That's the movie. I think, yeah. All right, I'm good. Yeah, like I said, I think yeah. I thought yeah. it'd be cooler than it was. Yeah, yeah. especially when you, it shows up on Criterion and you're you yeah. Ex- you ex- but not everything on Criterion. And I can see good. why it's a Criterion. It's still very artsy and like. Yeah, you know, I own the Criterion of the Rock, and that that's awesome. So I have the Armageddon <laughs> one, but still, like the only thing I like from Michael Mann is Heat. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I don't know. How, I like I collateral. Oh, it's collateral! Like, yeah, good. collateral is yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, the visuals are terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that movie. Yeah, it's his, the start of his digital period. It's right. Man or Manhunter is good, but no, not for the reasons it should be. Not if you watch Sansa Land. <laughs> <laughs> not if yeah, not, 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 not if you watch Hannibal. No, yeah. take t- take a, take Dragon. take away Red, that expectation. Yeah, Brett, and you're Brett fine. Ratner did better. 
Ew, don't, don't, don't say that. Uh, it's true. Red Dragon is better than Manhunter. Hands uh, down. As a, as a Hannibal Lecter movie, yeah, but as a piece movie? of its own? Yeah. Yeah, no. But yeah. anyway. And then the very last thing I saw was a cinema classic. Um, you, didn't, you didn't see that on the podcast, Brad. Oh, yeah. Did quotes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought it would be boring. Like, it seems like it would. Like, no one... When it's referenced, people always talk about the same couple things and they never really like, mention the story aspect of it. And that movie was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. Oh. Um, Wait, have you never seen it before? Never. Okay. So what you're saying is you thought it would be boring because going in, all you knew was the, the, the Trumbolt stuff at the end? The 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 the, the, the song cue and the apes throwing the bone in the, okay. in the monolith. Um, and then you didn't know Hal, okay. I need in the pot bay doors. No, Dave, I can't help you. All those things just over and over again through pop culture. Right. What's the rest of the movie? I, no one explains what it is. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm guessing no one knows cause this movie is confusing as fuck and oh. all I mean, about I know what it a, is, but yeah. a computer going rogue. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, that, yeah. Um, what well, just cause like. I, I couldn't figure out like why they were on the mission. Oh yeah, no, it's all it's not great. They're being <laughs> he doesn't. So part of it is Stanley Cooper doesn't do a great job of telling you, but like they're. I didn't expect him to. That's kind of a thing. Y- for yeah, him. yeah. There's they're supposed to be like. I I believe that part of it is here's what I'll say. You should watch twenty uh, two thousand ten, um, which is the, year the sequel. We make contact. Contact. The year yeah. we make we make contact, which explains all of the shit that happens in 2001 and makes them both better movies. Oh, I thought it was a ghost again. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Hey, buddy. Hulk smash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. Um, yeah, you should watch 2010 because that movie makes sense and has some cool stuff. Well, I think, too, that's uh, oh God, Stanley that's Kubrick's, like, film style is he never really gives you too much in almost all his films. It's always a lot is left for you to decide it's 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 yeah i mean it's, it's something like ice wide show which i like but at the end it's like oh it's just a just a game I, that's it's, it it's yeah. it's weird like the shining might be the most obvious or like easily interpretive of his films yeah and that's not you know like i know it's not a great horror film but it is an interesting film to watch um, i mean it's it's a great horror film for people who don't like horror which one? The Shining. Oh, the Shining. Oh, um, yeah. It's not Clock, gonna... Clockwork Orange is also pretty obvious, but it's also operating on a different set of rules. Yeah, you know, so. I always thought it odd, too. Like, I think Clockwork Orange is way more mean than Friday the 13th and stuff. And oh, yeah. Because it's Kubrick. Like, oh, whatever. They can rape, I guess. Did he make any good Oh, Doctor Strangelove. Well, yeah, Doctor Strangelove. Well, okay, yeah, he made good movies. Also, keep in mind, Clockwork Orange, when it first came out, was reviled. Like, it was absolute in the same way a Jason movie was. We... <laughs> Gave it importance like down the line, like yeah. that's a, that's a clear case of like, oh well, retroactively it's a masterpiece. But when it first mm-hmm. came out, like it it was not really well received by any critics, um, and it was banned from a lot of theaters, so, especially in the UK. So did, was this the 4K restoration that Christopher Nolan did for years? I don't know because uh, it was the Esquire Midnight, mm-hmm. um, which they they show it often, so it might be whatever the copy they already have on hand. Mm. I mean, it still looked really good, and like. Story aside, um, it's still a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. And, yeah. I mean, uh, an incredibly important one. I mean, even growing up, I remember my dad talking about how, like, seeing that movie for the first time, like, it was the first time you watched a movie and you saw stars. Like, it, mm-hmm. it didn't look like somebody poked little 
you know, tinsel lights through a piece of plywood, like you felt like you were in space, you know, and especially the spaceship itself is so well realized with the big, you know, spinning sets and all that stuff, you know, um, the movie is incredible. And even the Doug Trumbolt stuff at the end is incredible. Um, the, uh, um, uh, that was the only Oscar Cooper Cooper won, by the way, was for uh, visual effects for that film. Yeah. It was yeah, not for anything else he ever did in his It's just funny since Douglas Trumbold is the guy who did all the visual effects. <laughs> but well, yeah. he was on the same team. I know. So, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was so, an interesting man. Yeah, I, just, I thought I thought I'd be impressed and is like the third Kubrick movie I've been like, meh. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> the same way. It's almost as if he doesn't gel with you. They're not very good films. No, I, I like I love Doctor Strange Love. They all look yeah. good. It's oh, they all so look goofy. Storytelling wise, I'm just like yeah. I, I think Strange Love though is also a common it's it's also you've got a lot of great comedians oh, like, yeah. elevating that material. Yeah. I I always feel like that's the least Kubrick film I watch. Oh absolutely. Yeah. He's just not very good at telling stories. Yeah. Um, oh, you're right. Spartacus. I always forget. Paths of Glory. The yeah. Kirk Douglas movies he did are really okay. good. Yeah. And, and I like I actually I I like all of his films, but like I don't revere them the way others do. I've still never seen Eyes Wide Shut and I should see that one, but <laughs> Fidelio. Fidelio. <laughs> yeah, I guess apparently if you're a doctor you're gonna show your ID and get into everything. Tom Cruise does. <laughs> There's some things to that movie. I'm like, this is weird. That's how you get into the way. Really well shot, though. <laughs> He's gonna be a doctor. I mean, those orgy scenes, perfectly shot. Mm-hmm. I hear there's a uh, a Ruben Fleischer uncut version out there that I need to see. Oh, really? No, <laughs> might exist. I thought it was, I thought it was to uh, Topher Grace, but he, wait, Topher Grace wasn't he in Eyes Wide Shut <laughs> stuff. Anyway, uh, we're talking about Venom. I was making a Venom joke. Oh, that's right. I'm yep. done. Brad, you that, done? Good. Uh, I didn't watch too much this week. I uh, I watched uh, some more of Paradise PD, which is that really goofy show by the Brickleberry guys on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it's about stupid cops, and they're violent, and it's animated. And it's not, not everything's funny in it, but it pushes the envelope continuously. So then you laugh at... Parts like him sticking his hand up some dead dude's butt because there's a phone in it because he's trying. So in this episode, like a dead dude dies on one side of the city. And so like uh, it's Diamond City is like the best cops in the world. And then it's Paradise PD are shitty cops. And so the dead guy's ass is in Paradise uh, Paradise City. So the chief tries to solve it just by looking at his butt. <laughs> and then he goes to get his like butt bleach and gets like bleach in his eyes so the rest of the episode his eyes are like that's a fun jurisdiction yeah. joke <laughs> it, it's funny the drugs the dogs always the their drug dogs always doing the drugs <laughs> it's stupid it's funny though it's violent and like way over the top and if you just want 30 minutes to kill there's oh, worse things good. i guess I it's not it, you know look it's not smart i'll just say that sure. it's it's just stupid um i also watched uh on Amazon has these golden classic documentaries and Cary Grant was on there. And it, I think it was shot like right after he died because it was shot in the 80s and it, yeah, he interviews those... a lot of his co-stars. It's pretty good. It's way better than the becoming Cary Grant because it isn't so full of itself. Um, well, they're also like kind of generally made for VHS. Yeah. Like, they're, they're the retrospects you find at the AFI. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. They're they're fine. It's, yeah. Um, actually, if anything, like, I'm sure there's a Warner Brothers uh set out there somewhere that has a really good doc yeah and there. i just liked it because it had a lot of his co-stars on there yeah um, some directors they have Catherine hepburn there going like he was an asshole <laughs> no, no, she wasn't in it um 
I just like thinking that Catherine Hepburn just like shit talks everyone. <laughs> uh, she seems like she's. <laughs> the only one that was nice to me was Howard. <laughs> yeah. um, I also. Uh, for uh, three ninety nine, you can get Congo on Blu ray. Oh shit! And uh, I, I mean, mean, I need Bruce, to round. Bruce I need to round out my. <laughs> yeah, I need to round out my Bruce Campbell filmography. Um, it's not good. No, like nah. so. It's funny. I watched <laughs> really? it, and I was like, "Man, have I rated this on a uh, Letterbox?" And I went back and I gave it two stars. So I was like, eh, "It's about right." <laughs> there was a really great skit on Freakazoid. Uh, where they were going to go uh, Freakazoid and the, the police officer want to go watch Congo again and play a game where they try to guess which one's a man in a suit and which one's a real gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's... The, even the dialogue's really bad in it. So when Bruce Campbell's on the uplink, it looks like it's a set and the dialogue is bad. So So in this film... Is they're looking for a diamond that can make a laser to help a communications company? Yep. Yeah. Well, and, it's like a whole diamond mine. Yeah, and then it's uh, it's it's like a lost city with yeah. uh, Tim Curry being a really bad Romanian accent. Uh, well, it's, you th- could just stop at Tim Curry, thank you. Yeah, exactly. this all sounds like a Michael Crichton thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the the monkeys there kill people. They're apes. Yeah, I call them monkeys. They're aggressive. They're yep. aggressive. Yeah, and it's rated and R. Like fucking I didn't, lasers and shit. Like there's lots of like fucks in it, and it's pretty gory. Yeah, I I, I could have sworn it was PG thirteen, but as I'm watching it again, I'm like, oh, it's gory, and there's lots of curse words. Oh yeah. Um, and Amy, Amy talks. Yeah. Ugly woman. I'm like, oh, this is why I don't like this movie. <laughs> um, you heard the you've heard the interviews like with Bruce Campbell talking about this flick, right? Yeah, he he's like, he's like, he's incredibly grateful for like any big studio gig, but he like will openly shit talk. Oh yeah, it's, just get paid lots of money and show up. Oh yeah, and that's what I do. Yeah. And who's who directed Frank Marshall directed it too, and it's you know, man, oh. this is lots of talent. Well, yeah, but stick to the bean counter, Frank, Frankie. <laughs> Frank Marshall's not perfect. No, no, but I mean, there's lots of talent. Yes. That went into this film, and it's... I mean, I mean Laura Linney's the lead actress, and... He did direct one of the greatest action scenes of all time. Yeah. But it's, you know... Yep. I mean, it's... You can watch it. It's like an hour and 35 minutes or 40 minutes. It's not that bad. Yeah. And, it, I mean, every time the gorillas show up and kill people, it's cool. But it's it's a it's a chore to get there. Yeah. It is a chore to get there. I haven't seen it in probably 15, 18 years. Yeah, and the and the transfer's not that good. You can tell that Paramount's just like, we're going to take a DVD transfer and put it on Blu-ray. Yeah. It's I saw it when I was uptick. Congo. Yeah, it's just a slight uptick in detail and stuff. I saw it when I was 11 because I was on a Michael Crichton kick because I had first read Jurassic Park. Um, but like recently, like when I've been talking with Spencer Kane. He loves that flick. Not like and and, and like just because it gets, he admits it's dumb, but he just enjoys watching it. Sure. And I was just like, oh, really? Like, well, I'm... they also do the really bad um, Star Trek original series when anything shakes, the <laughs> oh, actors like react to yeah. it, but it, you can tell to... that it's really not shaking. I'm sure it's at the Best Buy. I mean, you rewatch it. Yeah. Um. Yep. Check out Congo. Best Check Buy. Out I can't Congo. get a copy of Conjuring Two there, but I can get a copy of Congo. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> um. And and the last thing I watched was Ghost Stories at Scream Factory's um, oh, IFC boy. Midnight Import. I, I get to find out if Ryan's going to kill me. No, no. It's, <laughs> uh, so a, a lot of times with, um, and I said this last week with Hereditary, <laughs> um, lower budget horror films. I guess Hereditary is really not that low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but their ideas kind of collapse on themselves mm-hmm. where the setup's really good and it's going really strong. And then the ending, I'm like, meh. Mm-hmm. It starts falling apart for me because it. 
you're trying to explain the supernatural, and I think it's more scary if you don't explain it as much. Right. Um, so in the film, this guy is a debunker of uh, psychics or something, and he goes around and tells people that these people are fake. He's a general and, skeptic. Yeah, he's a skeptic. And then he gets hired by some old dude. He's like, these are three cases I couldn't solve. Yeah. And um, the first one is this night watchman's haunted by this girl ghost. Uh, the second one, I thought that the boy actor in it was the most interesting actor in the film. Oh, yeah. He's um, really, he's really intense. <laughs> he's really creepy, and he's like runs over like a goat demon or something. Yeah. I uh, like how they, like you just get enough of a glimpse of that goat yeah. demon. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Martin Freeman's really great in the film. Mm-hmm. Martin Freeman plays a guy whose wife is about to have a baby, and weird things happen. Um and he's great in everything, and he shows up later in the film, too. Mm. Um, yeah, in a place you wouldn't expect. Yeah, so as soon as it got... Because I was watching it, and like the three cases... So it's basically an anthology, but the three cases were done, and I I looked down, like, I've only been watching this for an hour? And, yeah. And it's so quick, and then it kind of devolves into something else. And, that, that's why I don't call it a traditional anthology. Yeah, kind it's of like not. It's almost like that's just a selling point yeah. for the marketing. I mean, it's it's well made. Again, it just it falls apart at the end because it, it gets too ambitious. Yeah, again, like I, I still... I, I love the ending, but I have my problems with it because yeah. it just... To end it at that point, my biggest issue with it is, is that, okay, well, you've already given us a full scene of his backstory and why he's like feeling guilty about things. But then you just leave it at this point. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, okay then. I, and I guess I don't need to know how he got into whatever accident he's in now that he's in that place. But I kind of well, do. Cause I kind of like they, watching that character. They, they do say how he got there. No, but... no, no, I know. But like, not like not getting into it a little further. Like yeah. you, you are kind of just... left on a hook there, which is fine for that kind of movie and what it's doing. Um, actually, the scene where he's dragging him back to the ta- to, to the um, gurney is, uh, or the the the, yeah. the hospital bed is. I mean, he's just like it, it's some great little acting combined with the editing and stuff. Like I, yeah, again, like I, I mean, I would I would put it as a contender for it over like Hereditary, even just because I appreciated the economic filmmaking and how it like looked great even on that budget. Is is more pleasing than Hereditary. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, again, though, my thing is like I enjoy thinking about Hereditary a lot. Mm. So, um, no, nope. but <laughs> again, well, I mean, hey, twelve bucks, you didn't sacrifice too much. No, uh, no, no. Ghost Stories is more interesting than even the title yeah. gives it, and it's one of those movies I'll probably watch again to see if there's hints throughout it because there is like little with the numbers. And um, there's there's stuff at the and the be- performances are really good in it. Yeah, really good. Oh yeah. Freeman, um, Freeman, actually, that might be Freeman's most like daring performance because it's just because of where well because of I, like just that scene where he puts yeah. the gun where he puts it and then yeah. just yeah no I get it but I, I I mean I think him as Bilbo in the last Hobbit is maybe his best moments on screen I was where just saying talking to Gandalf I was more thinking in terms of risk I guess mm-hmm. but like yeah. but yeah Fargo <laughs> Fargo yeah he's getting Fargo. Well, I'm talking about movies. I'm not talking about movies on television. Okay. I like uh, this week on Real Nerds podcast. We saw The Predator. Yeah. Zach, should people go see The Predator? Sure. I mean, he's not really a predator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we all voted, and that's cooler. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, 
I had I I had a lot of fun with the film, but I have a lot of problems with it too. So I'm not necessarily eager to go watch it again. But I will admit I had a lot of fun watching it. So yeah, sure. Um, uh, it's fun watching predators do things, and uh, even if not all those things make sense. So. Brad, should people see the Predator? Uh, it's not the Predator movie that I was hoping for, but I think it's still pretty fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's more in line with Predator 2. Um, so if you're looking for... They do a, reference Predator 2 quite a bit in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, if, you know, we're all looking for a, a, a sequel to the first Predator. And this isn't it, but there's still some fun stuff in there. But there's also some dumb logic jumps and location yeah. gaps that kind of leave you going like, what's going on in this movie? <laughs> and actually... Uh, it. I was t- telling James, like, I I was hoping for a Predator movie that expands the mythology of the Predators a little bit more. And this one finally does it. Uh-huh. And it's kind of wasted. So, James? Um, so, I, I I certainly struggle with this one because I would say, yeah, I, I had fun 80% of the time in this movie. And was like, along for the ride, having an action movie, there's a Predator, they're fighting it, it fights them. So most of the time it wins. Uh, I think there's some really cool stuff in this movie. Um... But I have already told a couple people not to go see it, so I guess I have to say no. Um, the, the things that are bad about this movie are so frustratingly bad that, like, I think people could rent it uh, unless you really are like, oh man, I want to go see a Predator movie. Then okay, yeah, go, go, yeah, like you. But just know, like, you're not gonna get something that you know. I think Predators is better, which disappoints me because I had pretty high hopes, and I think the reason why it rubs me so wrong is that. I feel like I can see the bones of something great Shane Black wanted to do. Yeah. I think it was two and a half hours long, and I think they cut 45 minutes of the movie out, and all the flesh they cut out was the good stuff. And so all you have is action and comedy, and they it works. Um, but I ended up kind of leaving frustrated. And mm-hmm. I think the the last scene is so bad that if I ever watch this movie again, I will turn it off before the, that scene happens. Um, so, yeah, anyway. That's how I felt. Ryan, should people go see Predator? Uh, I, I, I'm in the same boat as Brad. I'll give you t- some um, insight to how I, how I review movies. Is Everything's on a scale of 10. And then I start taking away points for stuff I don't like. Um, so, um, so for Predator, I really like um, the Predator. I like the action in it. Some of the stuff was really funny. But then I'll take like, uh, so it's 10 out of 10. So it goes down to 9 to 10 because there's some editing issues in the film. Sure. Then it goes down to 8 uh, out of 10 because uh, there's some logic gaps in it. Yeah. Then it goes to 7 out of 10 because then there's like, well, wait a minute. How did they get here when she was just knocked down over there and all of a sudden she's yeah. jumping on the Predator? And yeah. where did she get the hollow ball to dissipate? So there's parts in it. So Yeah, but it was cool. So, yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I gave it um, three and a half out of five stars because there's enough there where I wait, like now, it. Now it's a scale of five? Well, because you have to start at 10 to take it away because – Letterbox doesn't have two. ten. Always divide by two. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Letterbox doesn't have a ten point scale. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you want to see a predator kill things, that's yeah. Right, again, right, yeah. which is great. That's why I say sure. Yeah, because like at the um, end of the day, he does kill things. And if you're a fan, it like, does expand on the the mythology of them. Yes. So it's cool. Um, but yeah, it should set took place during Christmas and probably be yeah <laughs> a better Shane Black film. Oh yeah, yeah. It makes sense why it's on Halloween for some scenes. But. There should have been a moment where there was a drunken department store Santa walking down the street and then comes across the he Predator. He really needs Robert Downey Jr. Away. Oh, 
Yeah, oh yeah, that would be a great Robert cameo. Junior was like the bad like government guy. That'd been pretty sweet. Mm. Um. Anyways, here's the trailer for the Predator. Do you know what my job description is? I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. What's on the ship? Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? It's above our big ring. Do I get a cookie now? <laughs> Look, I get it. Something went down in Mexico. Nobody wants any witnesses. We need to know if you and your man pose a threat. We're rangers. Hey, Baxley, if your mom's vagina were a video game, it'd be rated E for everyone. <laughs> Isn't posing a threat. Kind of the fucking point. Predators just don't sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Rally. I think you know what is on the ship. <laughs> the ultimate predators. Light him up! We may die. We're still here. So come and get us, motherfucker. Uh, the story of the Predator is the Predators are coming to Earth more frequently. One gets captured. Well, we, you know, no, it opens in space. There's it does space open in space. Action, yeah, it's like pretty a, cool. And they do yeah, like you can a, see how they rip like through space and time. Yeah, yeah, right. They got crazy warp drive thingies that tear open space. Yeah, like a space claw. We and, gotta ask Neil deGrasse Tyson if those are awesome, possible. <laughs> right. And then he crash lands, and the Predator shows up. The opening's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that, yes. The, sh- the, the hanging body in the tree was dope. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna. I was saying like to James when we were driving home after seeing this, there are genuinely fun little haunted house slash horror moments in the flick, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, they're few and far between, unfortunately, because they mainly focus on the action element of that. But I like it when he like rips shit, rips spines out, and like you know, dangling people from trees. Like that's the predator I liked watching. You know, and it's cool that they gave a reason why they rip spines out. You know, yeah. um, yes, like that. That, that stuff's cool. And then to see it, because uh, I, you know, I was reading it when I was seeing the trailers that oh, humans made a super predator, 
And then you find out they're just evolving themselves and trying to make themselves better. Yeah, yeah like that premise is pretty cool. Like, yeah, Brad had said that before the movie, and so when that happened, I was like, "This is this is kind of exactly what." I mean, I kind of made fun of it when he said it, where I was like, "Yeah, I don't really want to see a movie where like we learn about how predators breed." And then I think that's kind of what I got. And, and it was pretty good. <laughs> I, mean, even, I mean, Olivia Munn has that great line too, and they're trying to ex- explain it. Where it's like, "So you want me to see if this predator fucked a human?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and there's stuff like that, and the little boy. Uh, what does he say? He's like, then uh, don't go fuck yourself because it's oh, opposite. Yeah, yeah. Or I uh, agree. It's some yeah. Little... Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Reverse psychology. The reverse yeah. psychology. Yeah. Psychology. Reverse. I can do that. Too. Really quickly, my favorite cameo cool. in that entire film, Jake Busey, <laughs> just wandering through that film for like a good. Well, Keys is the name of his dad in Predator Two, mm-hmm. so it's, it's Gary just... Busey's dad is really. His dad, there are that a too. Lot of it, Gary Busey's dad is really Jake Busey. Yeah, <laughs> Jake so really it's a nice callback. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's interesting too because you know, I my problems with Alien vs Predator is they try to make the Predator a good guy by you know signing to the other woman, but in this he was a good guy, but not that good. Yeah, you know, he's like, you fuck with me, I'm gonna destroy you. Their yeah. world on a mission war. in the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. then, the, like the, the first marriage is the, like the super Predator, like. Like you said before, he mutilates like mm-hmm. exactly. The predator, but then he has a chance to like get the boy from the other two people, and he just like pushes them away. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. that. That's a, I hate when the villains <laughs> in horror films, you know, they're tearing people apart, and then he gets to the end, and he's like, "Get out of my way." Yeah. If that was really, he should have picked him up and just ripped his. Yeah. Spine in fact, off the cool the him. movie probably would have been really awesome. Like that would have been a cool turn if our main character at that point just got ripped in half, and then it's. Olivia Munn has to try and keep this yeah, kid safe. Exactly. Like, suddenly that turns that movie on its head. Yeah. And, and so th- um, that's a part too where I felt like a lot was edited out because oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, this so they, uh... they capture the predator. Ca- Super predator captures the boy, throws him in the pod. And then his dad's on the spaceship trying to save him. And all of a sudden he has a radio and the kid has a radio. Oh yeah. That, that was never oh, explained. There's all kinds of moments where they're like, well, where would they meet or all and like scenes just start and you don't know how anyone got there. Yeah. So, and then that later in that scene, Olivia Munn shows up. She has the camouflage cloak. Where did she get it? Like, yeah. also, how does she run like 20 exa- miles exa- to catch up to him? There's something oh, yeah. missing in this film and a lot. Well, and the, the bigger problem to me is so uh, like at the end of the film, there starts being this section where they're out in the woods and they're working together and they're they're being a little m- military crew trying to kill this predator, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, some cool start stuff starts happening. There's some neat action, some weapons that uh, kind of come out of nowhere, yeah. you know, where all of a sudden they're like shooting gas and burning him and stuff, and you didn't get any setup there. But the bigger problem to me is as characters start dying there starts being these like links and emotional ties. And like, it, it's like you start seeing things land, but that were never tossed up in the yeah. air. And what I realized as we were driving home was I was like, Oh shit. Like this is a movie where Shane black said, I have a pitch for predator and it's, I'm going to take mentally wounded soldiers and reconstitute them into a like platoon that can fight a predator. And I'm like, and that's such a great idea. Because that's how they redeem themselves. You look at the bones. Yeah, like here he takes these guys who've been in one way or another wounded by being soldiers and he's trying to redeem them back into being these, you know, proper humans and soldiers so they can fight this monster. Mm -hmm. And that's such a cool thing. And as you start seeing their relationships land at the end, I realize I think there's 
a good amount of footage early in yeah. the film of those guy of us learning about those characters and them like or or maybe it was never even filmed maybe it was just in the script that they he wrote a two and a half hour predator movie and they said you got to chop all this stuff out um you know because like i just it was it was really frustrating it sucks too especially because there's a lot of like those side characters are fun like all in that platoon like i loved thomas jane and keegan michael key in this flick yeah but they are criminally under uh under fleshed out like in terms of just like they they get one slip in of like well this is their real story is that they're lovers and i'm like well that's cool i i would i mean yeah. don't just drop that all of a sudden yeah and it's then, a really big throwaway yeah part yeah the and then and then but well, but i mean although it is kind of ish paid off in the way they oh, yeah. they do and, the the suicide pact essentially after yeah. they're like flung into trees and it's a beautiful shot that he shoots of like that diagonal like it's yeah. like a comic book panel in a weird way it was really fucking neat. yeah <laughs> i mean there's also a great moment too uh you know uh, shane black's wit permeates through this every once in a while oh, yeah there's there's a part where uh his ex-wife gives a speech and uh what's the the long hair i forget his name uh he gets his legs chopped off by the force field um, oh yeah. sure the guy likes the bible so. yeah the guy likes yeah. the bible where he says ah your speech really wasn't that inspiring but nobody calls me a pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah like those guys banter is so great yeah. and you know usually he he would take those characters and make them all learn to respect each other so that then at the end when they start fighting a predator you're like this is awesome yeah. And so that's but I didn't even realize that's what was happening until they all start fighting the predator and I went, "Oh. Like there was something here and it just doesn't fit, you know." Yeah. And the kills um, are pretty creative too. Like uh, uh, like the the violence and the action is yes. pretty well shot like, and yeah. staged. Of course, you're cutting off that guy's legs is yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how he brings well, down that, the predator's, you know, spaceship and he jumps through like the turbine. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, pretty sweet that too. That was cool. Yeah. Um yeah, the, even even some of the stuff I didn't understand when it was happening seemed cool, like like was, whatever the gas was that they light him on fire with <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, kind of stuff. Sterling Brown with like the the, the arm cannon. Oh, yeah, arm blows cannon. his own yeah, head off. Blows his own head off on accident because he looks the wrong way. Because <laughs> he looks the wrong way. That's what happened. Okay, I yeah. didn't get that. It was so yeah. brief. It was, it was so, so fast. Brief. I didn't understand. And they what have happened. that throwaway line with the little kid too. He's like, it just does it on its own. So when he perceives a threat, he looks there and. Um, yeah, I mean, even the super predator ripping the other predator's head off is awesome. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and the super predator looks cool. Yeah, um, and the premise is cool. Yeah, like it's just unrealized potential. I had, and I, I, I do feel like the whole thing with the son being autistic and the and the the super predator coming I love for that. him. I love that I, element. Like it, it was cool. I, I feel like it didn't land for like I mm. knew that's what was happening right and I mean so like, it was just like well, I okay. pr I appreciate them fleshing it out as much as they did because it yeah. still permeates throughout the film but I agree like they they need to and he murdered to someone deal. I guess we just throw that away yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they need to they needed to elaborate a little oh, further the kid? on that yeah too. oh yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the kid didn't murder someone no <laughs> the, the mask the, did yeah but you know it's what just manslaughter yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Throwing rocks at autistic kids. Like, just, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, scaring those kids. Make sure they don't mess with him. Like, I mean, he's going to be <laughs> the most great. feared kid around the neighborhood now for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons, right? Um, but also, uh, you know, like, I just, again, like, I don't know what I was expecting for for the fourth, fifth, sixth Predator movie if, we, if we're not counting AVPs or not. Right. And so, like... I, with Shane Black's name attached, I think that there was an expectation in my head that I don't like that I shouldn't have 
relied on because even though it's Shane Black, it's still a franchise and that's going to be heavily scrutinized by the studio that's making it. So I agree. Whatever great story he had was definitely gutted, um, which really sucks because there's a there is a lot of like good bones in here to throw into uh, a pot of water and make a good broth. But yeah. now you, you got, got a stew going. Yeah, they got <laughs> Carl Weathers from the first Predator. Um, so, but um, and yeah, I just I don't know. Like, I I feel like I I I want more that I'm not getting. You know what I will say though? Sterling K. Brown gives. Not my favorite performance of the year, but I will give him the award of most interesting because it certainly is not something I've seen him do before. That and he's just he, a bad guy. He, you know, I mean, well, he's a bad guy, but he's like he is an eccent- <laughs> he is an eccentric, gum chewing bad guy in the vein of like a fucking like when we talk about crazy actors, he's drawing off of that crazy. Mm. Like, it's he- fun they had that truce. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like most other movies, they would have like killed each other, but right. they're like, yeah, this is insane. We should team up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then I guess should we talk about the MacGuffin? <laughs> oh yeah, um, that I, that is the thing that Iron Man me. Predator. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I I don't mind it if they're going to use it. If, I mean, I don't know if they'll make another one if they use that technology and go to like the Predator's home planet to fight him. I think it'd be sweet. But if you look at the pod, it said like Pod Number Three, so the Predators like write English on their pods. <laughs> I, so to me, it was more frustrating because it's like. Okay, the premise is that this predator knows that we're killing our planet, and so he's come to give us something to help us. But then the thing he gives us is an Iron Man suit with dreadlocks. To fight predators. Honestly, looks <laughs> like the CG on that suit looks like mid-90s <laughs> fucking... The, uh, some weird fifth RoboCop spinoff. <laughs> that was the, it's so bad. And that was a dumb line at the end. That's my new suit. Make sure it fits. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that sounded that extremely scene, sarcastic. I'm sorry. That scene made like just so made me mad, and wasn't what I what I what I want isn't an, another movie where like some predators come to Earth and we fight them with uh, a robo suit. It, it confused me too because I was like, I mean, like I, 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 after a few seconds, I was like, no, nah, it's a sequel setup. But at first, I was just like, wow, this is the most awkward ending ever. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, sequel. Fuck. And that's, if they're also addressing a threat that isn't that big because there's right. some, like three predators have shown up on Earth. It's like it's not an epidemic. Yeah, like like you know a bunch well, of guys who weren't well more prepared. predators have shown up. Remember at the end of Predator Two, he's given all these trophies like the gun from the 1700s and yeah. like the prayers like and, we'll and, be back. And Sterling and Sterling K. Brown says they've come multiple times, but he's only mentioning obviously Predators One and Two. He's, he's not even talking about like. Like all the other potential times they could have come in yeah. sequels, prequels that we could also yeah, have. but yeah, but I mean, you mean not, like the they're threat. also not killing like millions of people no. all at once, <laughs> right? Exactly, like, in, no, Independence well, Day style. They're well, not like declaring not... war on the planet. But oh, you know what? Sweet, that, that would go against their rules of hunting for yes. sport, dude. What if the the next predator <laughs> right. is like that? Uh, like Thanos says, warships, and they just drop down, and so just a bunch of predators run out. Get yeah, Kevin, and then it's get, just over in like twenty minutes. I mean, yeah. Kevin Feige's actively reshooting <laughs> Avengers four all the down, all the time. So why don't we just get him to do that while we're at it? Um, um, uh, yeah. The, I mean, I still I, I agree with what we we figured out the other night, which is like the end of that movie should have been uh, fucking the Terminator coming out, and it's like a battle yeah. of Stan Winston creations. <laughs> yes, that's what I wanted. I wanted well, so what I wanted was Arnold Schwarzenegger to be in there, and then when the news came out about what the original like scripted ending was, I was like, oh yeah, that's way better. Like, 
Um, so I don't know. We, no, I would have liked to have Dutch yeah. pop out of that pod and been like, where yeah. have you been for like the last bunch of movies? And then it just ends. And then the next movie is, is explaining it. Yeah. Right. Well, or it's just like, you know, Dutch got abducted. So now he knows everything about the aliens. And now we're going to fight aliens. That'd or he gets great. out, or he gets out of the pod and says, "I have a headache." And someone, one of those doctors, says, "Check to see if he has a tumor." And then he goes, "It's not a tumor." Also, where credits. was the predator yeah. uh, vision in this movie? I don't, I didn't see any like heat vision. There's a couple shots. Yeah, yeah like, but, they're few and far between, and they're mostly squaring in on that kid's name. Yeah. <laughs> he, he very rarely. Yeah, well, that's right. No, no. He only uses it in the kid's bedroom. <laughs> well, that's like the the, the interface vision. Like, yeah, there was no heat vision. No, like, stuff. no, because they didn't even have the mask on hardly ever. Yeah. yeah, though they really wanted to. Well, the one play predator up. was wearing his own, and yeah. they just never showed. I, yeah. I figured if you're making a predator movie, you'd call back to that. Yeah. He doesn't really hunt people very often. Oh, oh, question. Okay, do we ever figure out why naked Olivia Munn doesn't get murdered? Because she's that, she's not a threat. Like, they, okay, yeah, I don't think they kill women because they think they're weak. No, I don't. I don't she didn't have. I don't think she had a gun. So he, there's no... Yeah. Um, well, so those scientists didn't have guns. Yeah. Th- well, they had those plastic guns. Yeah. No sport. <laughs> and she was in a position where she was clearly not threatening him or standing her ground. Yeah. Like, but... Yeah. I thought she had a look on her face of like, you know, she was like, oh, thank you for not killing me. But also like, why aren't you killing me? Like, yeah, well, that too. He had I a different was, mission too. Right. I thought something... I was afraid something was going to happen where it was like, oh yeah, no, the Predator is here to take all our women because we've been having sex with humans. Mm. Like, I literally at one point was like, <laughs> this is weird. Um, I mean, that makes the most sense. I mean... It was just such a bizarre scene to me that I didn't know why. Like, she could have just run away and avoided him. I'll be honest. She's naked next to a predator and naked next to Jake Busey, and um, I'm fearing one of those things more than the other. And guess which one it is? Jake, Jake Busey. I saw him and I got chopped up. <laughs> what Probably. did he do? He blew up the first machine in contact, man. <laughs> That's what he did. That's right. That's right. That's what he did. What did he do? He's an insane. I literally monster. still. I see that guy and I'm just like, Ugh, creepy. That, that family has the most expressive eyes and teeth in Hollywood. Especially when he's blonde. It just creeps me out. Oh, yeah. Um, next week, I don't know what we're going to see. Um, <laughs> simple House of the Clock on his wall? I guess. <sighs> but what, if we go see it in IMAX, guys, we get the thriller video. You know, the Alamo's having like a lot of specialty, like one offs. We should try to grab one of those. Like I, I mean, I want to see Mandy. I don't know if anyone else wants to see Mandy. We can see Mandy. Oh, I do want to see Mandy. I guess I'll see Mandy. And I still want to see a simple favor because I like simple favor. So. I think Fantastic Fest is next weekend. Oh yeah, too. I might see a simple favor. Yeah. I'd see that. I'll I've figure it it's out. It's like an elegant little Hollywood, like a like a like a like thrillerish kind of thing. I don't yeah, know. I like Anna Kendrick. Damn. I saw The Shallows. Yeah, I'm gonna buy an iPad app. Like lively. <laughs> Cool. Well, cool. thanks for listening. Thanks for all the dudes being here this week. Dudes. Yeah. Way to go, bros. When we leave, do we have to get to the chopper? Get out. That wasn't great. I, I know. know. Yeah, this is your house and you have to leave. Yeah. yeah. Bye. I'm just going to go off Bye. There. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. 
for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening and have a nice day.